It's Vaughn the Realtor, and you're tuning in to Multiple Streams Podcast. And remember, all good things comes to those that hustle. Welcome to Multiple Streams by Any Means, a podcast that focuses on showing our people different ways to financial freedom. I'm your host, Bam, and today we have um, we have the CEO of Clean House Solutions, which is a cleaning company based here out of Atlanta, Georgia, and also the CEO of Fem, a feminine healthcare product that focuses on organic products for women and things of that different nature. She's also a real estate investor, real estate agent, and she's a graduate of the Art Institute of Atlanta, excuse me, summa cum laude graduate of the Art Institution of Atlanta. Today we have not King Vaughn, but we got Queen Vaughn. Queen Vaughn, get it correct. <laughs> uh-huh, absolutely. The feeling? one and only. I am feeling so great. I am appreciative of this opportunity mm-hmm. for you having me on this podcast. Letting, absolutely. Letting me um, be able to talk, to speak to everyone about who I am, what mm-hmm. I have going on, and how I can help everyone. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so we'll start off by just kind of getting an uh, idea of where you're from. Okay. And- um, I am from the DMV area, Northern Virginia, to be precise. Mm-hmm. Uh, a small little town right outside of Woodbridge, Virginia. It's called Dumfries, uh, mm-hmm. Virginia. Um, it's near Quantico, Triangle, Virginia. So that is where I'm from. Okay. What type of stuff were you into just coming up, like growing up? So growing up, I was a tomboy i love sports i play volleyball i play basketball mm. softball um they wanted me to run track i just don't like people telling me to run when to run so <laughs> <laughs> i never did track um but and also too i was a nerd i was like one of those cool nerds that knew a lot of people like i said i was great in sports uh, i was in the math and science program I, I literally just strived off of having straight A's, B's. Mm. I love learning. I love math. I love science. Uh, I was. I really wasn't the best at language arts, but um, mm-hmm. I, I still kept a, a B average. So for language arts, but yeah, a nerd, sports person. So yeah, that's what's up. So you were studious, like you like to ask a lot of questions, like real studious. Yes, mm. ask a lot of questions. I love to to be the one to read aloud. That was my thing. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, volunteering, getting in front of the class, you know, mm-hmm. pretending to be the teacher per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I love school. I love to learn. Yeah, you said you was, um, you like to raise your hand and read out loud. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so I remember I was, yes. in, I remember I was in third grade. Like I was, it was like three tiers of like reading. It was like, <clears throat> I forgot the. I remember the top one was Imagine. That was like the name of the book. Uh-huh. And I was like in the middle one that had like the remedial, for like the slow people, <laughs> not slow people on this plan, but the remedial. So yeah. like, but I was like so self-conscious about like, I wanted to be, not saying, I ain't want nobody to be smarter than me or I just yeah. definitely want to be dumb. So I used to try to like read extra to try to get into the program. And, but it was like a self-conscious thing. Like, I think some, I think what most people do though. It's like they have an issue with reading or like I ain't have an issue, but I was just like in a regular reading. Mm. I think most people just avoid it and then they just kind of like let it become a disease after a while. Like I really mm. seen people like I really seen people like I can tell that they ain't really grasp it. And it's like they ain't have nobody at home because I ain't really I ain't understand that people ain't have parents at home not pushing them. Right. I thought everybody like parents was like, you gonna get a whooping if you don't do your homework. So I know what they're reading is just like I think a lot of people are just like. I think a lot of people learn how to read slower than what they admitted, mm-hmm. and then they'll kind of let it turn into like a deficiency later on. 
Like, then they be like, I ain't good at school or whatever. But that, that was besides the point, though. But, yeah, I was just always the type, like, my parents was, like, real school people. So, she was, they used to, like, get on me. Like, I couldn't even go outside without doing my homework. Oh, I used wow. to try to rush and get it done on the bus so I can go out and play basketball. And But the habits come with you. Like, I never was a school person, but... But those study habits help you out. Because I got friends that parents never told them to do no homework. Mm-hmm. Like, they never, like, they didn't care. And then uh, I kind of see how their life go as they get older. And it's like, it be linked to, like, their self-esteem and all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. It definitely shows. And to piggyback on what you were saying about childhood, you know, everyone's childhood is different. Mm-hmm. I grew up, um, most people, if I tell you my life story, they, they wouldn't believe me. But um, we grew up, you know, kind of poor. Um, you know, we, we used to have to move around a lot. You know, we went without things. Uh, It's four of us. So a single mom of four living in, you know, that area. So, um, we, we went without a lot. Um, we went without running water, electricity, heat, you know, and I'm from Virginia. So we have all four seasons. It snows, it, it gets really cold. It gets really hot. Mm. Um, and like I said, so I went without electricity, water, running water, heat in the winter and um it kind of pushed me to the person i am today and like you said like the the study habits so i was the type of person like my mom would of course like did you do your homework you know stuff like that but she wasn't on it to where it's like oh if you don't do this you're not gonna do that you know it was Mm -hmm. kind of like she always encouraged that's like okay like i know you can be who you want to be and stuff like that um, but me personally, I just love to succeed. I love to be number one. I love to be the first and just to be the person in class with the highest grades. And so I will be, you know, at home, literally, as soon as I get home from school, knowing that we don't have electricity, I will literally mm. do all my homework before the sun goes down, you know, yeah. um, you know, do my projects. I will stay up to two, three, four in the morning doing my projects because mm. I wanted an A. And not only I wanted an A, I wanted to be the best one in the class. Mm. And it did, it does trickle over. Now I am an adult um, and I'm an entrepreneur now. And the same habit shows I will literally stay up, be up, mm. trying to perfect my craft or trying to perfect my documents or I'm working on my website, working on social media. And it's not because someone's telling me to do it. It's because me personally, I want to do it and I want to succeed. And I want to be, be the best in what I'm doing and be knowledgeable. Um, so it definitely shows. Um, mm. Yeah, and going back to what I was saying, like, so I wasn't, we wasn't like poor, but we was just like broke. Mm. Meaning like, I guess the after paying the bills, the budget for clothes just wasn't there. Mm. But like, so, so I wasn't like no athlete. I wasn't like fresh. So I couldn't be stupid, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like where the drive came in as far as like, well, really, my folks was just real on that, at least be your better. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I got, if I'm dumb, I'm just all around <laughs> feeling I'm not fresh. Can't, yeah. I can't dunk or shoot a, I can shoot a jump shot, but not better than the other kids my age. And then I was like, I'd be damned if I can't read and write and do math, you know what I'm saying? So, so anything entrepreneurial when you were growing up, like anything like um, you played well, I you was a tomboy, you played sports. Anything like anything when you were young that you can say translated, not necessarily translated, but any type of business thing, business thing or anything like business hobbies while you're coming up. Business hobbies while coming up. Um. I don't, I would say like financially, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think back. 
think, think, think. Um, I mean, the only thing I could say that transferred, like I said, business-wise, you know, would be dedication maybe because I yeah. was just dedicated to I got you. even in sports. Like, mm-hmm. I was the best player every team, volleyball. Sure. Oh, basketball, not so much. Uh, but I'm just super fast. You know, if you're mm-hmm. fast, you can play any sport. Yeah. So, um, but when it came to, like, softball, volleyball, um, I literally, you know, it's one of the best players on the team just because I'm fast. Mm. Um, but just dedication, literally, um, dedication, I think, definitely was was the uh, key factor that, that transferred over to me now. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, I would say also, too, just being a people's person. I think being a people's person has a lot to do with business because a lot of people who have businesses and are self-proclaimed, you know, bosses. I don't even like to use that term, bosses. (laughs) (laughs) It's so overused. Um, But just because you are that doesn't mean you're a people's person. And... um, your your business cannot flourish because you don't know how to talk to people. Mm. You don't know how to be nice to people. Mm. You don't know how to, you know, be selfless um, when it in terms when it comes to providing a service or a product for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't get somebody to buy your product or service if you don't have communicational skills. Or if you're not <coughs> a people's person. Um, yeah, I was so, going to. I'm sorry. And I was going to say like so. There was another studio, like, this is a young lady, she runs a studio, like, a podcast recording studio. Mm-hmm. And, like, just meeting her, she got a, a weird little attitude. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, little stuff, like, she don't check her DMs. You can't at her, because, like, um, you can't at her. I took a picture, couldn't at her. And then it's, like, <clears throat> even when you go to book the studio, it's, like, it's, like, the, it's not clear exactly what you're getting. And mm-hmm. That's one of those studios where you got to. Make sure you know because if you book and you cancel, they're gonna charge you. Mm. They don't answer the phone too. It's just all that kind of relate to customer service. It's just like you just lost the sale because I definitely always need alternative studios to go to. But um, you know, for the most part, just between her attitude, just all that, it's just like who you think you are. Like you cut your notifications on. And <laughs> whatever, man. Right, and that's so true. It's like you know. The attitude, like I say, people people say they business owners, people say they're entrepreneurs, people say that they are a boss, but it is like you have to have that 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 customer service they're, skills. They're salesmen. And then like when you say, you know, you lost a client, but you also lost a referral. Mm-hmm. Referrals are a lot when it comes to especially small businesses. Yeah. My cleaning <laughs> business, I started off, you know, bidding for jobs and stuff like that. But it mm-hmm. literally now I am all referrals. People call my phone. Hey, so-and-so gave me your number, you know, or so-and-so referred me. Or I seen this person shout you out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Literally all all of all of my business is referrals because of my communicational skills and customer service skills with my clients. So. Okay, so we're going we got like two minutes and we're gonna do some sponsorship. So Okay. We got a couple gifts. So <clears throat> it's brought to you by myself. Got my book right here, Navigate the Great. This is a, um it's a, it's a one of those books that help you with um self self it's a self help book or it's more of a personal development book. Mm-hmm. Um you you read what type of books you like to read? Those type of books. Okay. Yeah, I always feel like 
if you're in business, you always got to be reading something because you always got to stay learning. And mm-hmm. it's the best way to exercise your brain. So that's gift number one. Oh, thank you so much. Navigate the great GPS of the road to riches. Um, one of these cookies, mine, one of them yours. So it's like Smacks Cookies. My brother here, he actually owns Smacks Cookies. So we're going to open that later because it's like we got we got to decide. We got to do like paper, scissors, rock. Okay. And, um, you know, a little thirsty, so... Um, shout out my brother Rick Ross We're doing Bella Rose Okay And I bought this hat yesterday I like this So I'm gonna shout them out Organic Vibes They made the hat Made the jacket Ooh. Turn around Made the jacket And all that type of stuff so, Nice So yeah <clears throat> Alright so now we're gonna Just kind of go back into uh, Entrepreneurship What was your first What was the first thing you did Entrepreneurship wise so the first thing I did entrepreneurship wise was at the Art Institute. Shout out my boy Twin. Oh yeah. Yes, he is. Um, he went to the same school as I did when I yep. did. Um, shout out to the shout out to AI. You know we got our money back, uh-huh. but <laughs> the education was priceless. Okay. The networking was priceless. Okay. Um. So the first thing I did was uh, makeup. So I went to the Art Institute. So mm. I majored in uh, fashion, retail management, and marketing. Mm, so dope. yeah and uh what i did i was like the, like the girl at the school that everybody knew i worked at the registrar's office oh for real <laughs> yes i was the person i had a crazy style i would come in there Ooh, i'm sorry <laughs> i would come in there with a full face of makeup hair you know crazy or my style is totally different you know i'm from mm-hmm. virginia i'm not from atlanta so i'm just coming down here on an up north swag and mm-hmm. so um i was doing uh makeup artistry and wardrobe styling i was doing it for fashion shows i was doing it for uh, photo shoots and independent films Mm. and i actually made a name for myself just being myself putting myself out there and i also made jewelry as well too i made handcrafted jewelry so what i would do was i would go to goodwill very creative yes i forgot about that actually (laughs) (laughs) but i would go to goodwill or different places where like my grandmother would give me jewelry i'll go to hobby Mm. lobby and i would take apart and recreate like customizable personal pieces Mm. Um, so that was my first business venture um like i said the wardrobe styling Mm. Um, like I would have photographers call me and say, Hey, I got a girl I'm shooting this Saturday. She needs help styling, you know, or she needs her help with her makeup. Cause you come and he would pay me, um, on behalf of them. Mm. So I'm assuming they would pay him maybe for like a full service shoot, you know, providing hair and makeup, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he would pay me. Um, so mm. and yeah, that was just networking, literally networking, being myself, putting myself out there. Mm. That's dope. Um, mm-hmm. that's what's up. Thank you. That's what's up. That's what's up. Very creative. Um, man, so you're very, very super creative person. And you said you went to the Art Institute. So let me ask you this about um, the Art Institute. So, all right, so the degree still valid? Everything? The, the degree better be valid. Oh, it real? better be valid. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's still valid. Okay. Um, like I said, I have a, a bachelor's in fine arts. I just don't think the school is accredited at this point. Um, but it's valid, yes. Yeah, now, that's what's up. You were able to turn your many um, passions into hobby, uh, your yeah, your many hobbies into income. That's mm-hmm. what's up. That's definitely one of the things we preach over in multiple streams. So, um, so you said the first thing you said artists to, you said you did makeup, you mm-hmm. did so you did a lot. Of, so, what are you doing like e-commerce? All right, so I, I know you said you were doing the thrifting. So, mm-hmm. 
you said you were like you would like redesign. You would buy things from the thrift store that you found at the thrift store, and you would just kind of redesign it. Yeah, so okay. I would uh, yeah redesign, recreate, um, do some custom custom pieces. Like I would even get jewelry from my grandmother, or I would go to Hobby Lobby, mm. you know, and get things and recreate them. Literally, um, I wish I would have brought my magazine. Oh, I forgot, but magazine. I yeah. So I had a magazine. So when I was in college, I actually won Best Portfolio Show. Out of the whole Damn. art department. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was. Um, so for the for your final like graduating project, you had to create a business, and that's another thing. Like with the degree, it's a fashion degree. It's you know pretty much it entails how to run a business, but concentrating on a retail business. So it's mm -hmm. a business degree, but you're concentrating on retail. That's better because because it's like I got a degree in marketing. Mm -hmm. and it's pretty much just general. It really seems like everything that they teach you is uh, based on how to be um, a bottom feeder of the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. Meaning, like you just meaning they don't really teach small business management. And I, I think about this type of stuff all the time because retail is more a niche. And even how you said they made y'all start a business, they didn't make us do that. Like my business was, I was doing business already. Like I was selling stuff on eBay and. You know, I do stuff like flip a car. I was like the neighborhood, like the campus bud man or whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like, but, and that's kind of how it was easy for me to translate everything. And even like what I do now, I've been selling stuff like flipping college textbooks and flipping shoes since like 2008. So that's why mm -hmm. kind of now it's like, I make it look easy or whatever. But um, for the most part, like they, they don't teach you small business management. So I was going to actually start reaching out to the college, my old college, because I went to Albany State University. So... I feel like I got that HBCU network mm -hmm. and whatever. So they like, like I feel like at least teach them how to create an LLC, fish for IN EIN number, know what an LLC is or a corporate, you know, just the basics. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. it's like they teach you all this abstract stuff to, as if you want to work for the man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong working for the man, but you can make a lot of money just working. It's not even the same thing. Like the stuff that's required to like run a, fortune 500 company it's not it's like it's it's not the same as just starting your own business you know what i'm saying like so it's kind of crazy so like you can make you can make more money doing whichever one you best at but it's like at the end of the day somebody like me don't have no chance to work in middle management for google i'm not saying in a million years but me personally like mm -hmm. how i am and how i present myself literally and i wouldn't even want to because it's too cut though mm -hmm. i'd rather just do my own thing and make more money but um, so you basically you did something that I did though thrifting. Basically, we call that thrifting. So mm -hmm. when I first when I started my business, you know, once I started looking more into it, like okay, like especially when I graduated college, it was more like thrifting, like going to Goodwill and flipping the stuff on eBay. So that's what I did. So I ain't I'm not creative. I didn't recreate the product, but um, yeah, we call that thrifting. So it's one thing that um. I put out a lot of content about like reselling. So thrifting is like, yeah, when you go somewhere like Goodwill and you know, the stuff be cheap, like five, mm -hmm. 10, it's be real cheap. Me, you know, flipping it online. So, so yeah, we got, you guys, you know, we got, um, something coming with that, with that particular hustle or whatever. All right. So arts Institute, where did you go there? <clears throat> so actually I went to the art Institute of Washington my first year. Um, oh, for real? yeah. Based mm. in DC. Mm. Um, makes and, sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I really like that school. I just, honestly, I grew up in Virginia. I did not want to my life to end up in Virginia. I wanted to see something for real. I did. I wanted to see something new. I wanted a new scenery. I was tired of the guys there. They just did not <laughs> for real. They did not impress me. <laughs> it's like you know how you grew up in like in a certain area or neighborhood for a long mm. time. You know everybody. You've seen mm. them since since y'all were in elementary, middle school, mm. and it's like out of the pick. I mean, the people, you know, I just didn't like nobody. I didn't like what they were on. They didn't have, they didn't have a vision. They didn't have like, oh, I want to do this when I grow up, or I want to get out of here and do this and that. Everybody wanted to sell drugs, hang out on the streets, be a thug. I, that just wasn't for me. I felt like I had a, a higher calling in my life, and I chose Atlanta. Something just just drew me to Atlanta. I I, I don't know. It just drew me to Atlanta. So I transferred colleges. Um, I moved here in October 2011. Oh, 2011. Yep. Mm. And my and that was my second year of college. I transferred to the Art Institute of Atlanta, mm. the Dunwoody location. Okay. And I've been here ever since. I love Atlanta. Mm. Atlanta has been very good to me. Very. It has taught me survival skills. It has taught me common sense. <laughs> it has taught me even, you know, there's always different ways to skin a cat. You know, there's many different ways to achieve a goal or to get things done. Mm. And I, I think that's very important when it comes to business because some people who start businesses they say okay i need to do it like xyz i need to do it like how these people who are already successful do it or how they say you should do it but that's not true sometimes you can do you can use you can incorporate a lot of free elements or cheaper elements to achieve your goal or to even start your business other than saying for instance you know i need to you know i have a brand i need to go ahead and get this trademark or I need to get this copyrighted and I'm going to spend $2,000, but you don't even know if that business is, is successful yet. Yeah. So why would you spend two grand or something like that on trying to get this done exactly. when you can use that for something else? Yeah. So, you you know, and I tell a lot of people, take advantage of free. Literally, yeah. when you're starting off, take advantage of free. That's what yeah. I do. Because, mm -hmm. like, I found myself, so every time I pay for someone to replace what I can start for free, mm -hmm. I always fuck fuck my money basically money just down the drain because it's like it's like you're most people charge you for that a lot for that but it's like if you know how to maximize your free mm -hmm. your free um resources and then by the time you start spending money it makes sense it's like me it's like <clears throat> it's like if i just came to the game the podcasting game and before like i got my feet wet, I just kind of put a big budget aside and do some big things without knowing. Or, as a matter of fact, i give you another example. I saw someone that made an Instagram post, and they said, uh, before you start your podcast, come up with 25 podcast ideas. Uh -huh. I'm like, that's the dumbest shit in the world. You're going to get analysis paralysis, and then you're going you're gonna to do all that thinking. So Mike Tyson got a quote. He said, everybody got a plan until you, you get punched in the face. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got all these 25 plans. You don't know how how hard it is to record or edit or thumbnails. or mm -hmm. Like I'm still learning every day. Like Or even how to promote it the right way or which platforms or, or even how to monetize. Like how mm -hmm. we were talking about monetization. Like you just need to start. Yeah. All the extra stuff. Thank you. Get you a camera 
and just start recording and consider that the first episode. And then when you look at it, start comparing it to mm-hmm. compare it to the top, compare it to people that are better than you, peers, or which, whichever podcast you look up to. And every time, every time you look at yours and look at look at theirs side by side, say, okay, I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Let me sit up right. Let me add that. Oh, those lights look cool. Right. Then you start like going back to what we saying. Like if you don't like. Sometimes they'll tell you to do this that, and a third. Some people just need to go to Goodwill. They might have a microphone at Goodwill. They might have like an extra couch or a setup or something you can use or like just Pawn use, shops. Yeah, using free resources. Go to Craigslist.com. Mm-hmm. Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, type in the word free and then see what you know anything you can use and, and then start spending money because yes, it's like I believe in shoestring budgets. All the, every time. I spend a lot of money up front is a waste. But every time I start like with the free stuff, by the time I feel like spending that money, it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like it's like my first song doing hip hop, I'm trying to get a I ain't gonna say future, a young dro feature. Right. And it's like, bro, get you get you some songs with your homeboys. You don't even know if you know how to rap yet. Like it's, right. it's hard. Like when you get Thank on that you. mic and you start hearing yourself, you're like, damn, I sound stupid. Like it happened to me all the time. Like that's why before I do an interview, I sip some tea. Cause I, I listened to one of my interviews and I was like, Well, you sound like Lil Yachty. Let me you know what I'm saying? Like right. how his voice is like, well, you sound like you know, drink you some water and some tea so you don't sound so congested mm-hmm. when you do it. But yeah, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? And you got to go through, you know, you might quit every other day. Like, man, mm-hmm. I ain't doing this no more. And then yes. you're like, like, nah, I got it in me. It's like, I just got to get a little better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be hard though. Like, you might see, it just take practice and you got to find your swag with the kid. Because I'm not like a, I'm not like a huge camera person. Mm-hmm. Never, never was. Like, I, I used to look at like my yearbook pictures. Mm-hmm. I'd be mugging. Like, I'd be like in sixth grade. Yeah, with pictures. Mom, like, they like, what, what happened, Brandon? They mad. They got to pay for these. Like, I ain't paying for these. Uh-uh, Brandon. Nah, yeah, we, we, we keep the free ones. Like, the right. Ones, the ones with the uh, the watermark on yes, it. Yes, that's us. <laughs> the watermark on it, man. But, um, all right, now, that's what's up. Um, So, when did, um, all right, so, what came first? Clean House Solutions or Short-Term Rental Management, a.k.a. Airbnb? So, short-term rental came first. Now, okay. so I... And it's so funny because when I think about all my businesses that I started, is most of them always started by chance, literally by chance. Mm-hmm. It's never like, I want to do this and make a million dollars, you know? So when it came to short-term rentals, I was uh, pregnant. It was like 20, uh, I got pregnant in 2016. I have a son. His name is Caesar Jackson. Shout out Caesar. Okay. Okay. Um, he's my biggest fan, my biggest supporter. Okay. Uh, he's six years old. You, you met Caesar. I feel like I've taken with me on the clean or two. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was pregnant and I ended up losing my job at the time. I didn't have any income, to be honest. Um, I was living in an apartment right by the Mercedes Benz Stadium. Mm. Airbnb was <coughs> was was popular. Kind of kind of um, already had been around, but it started to become a little bit more popular. Mm. So, yep. like I said, I didn't have no income. I was pregnant. I needed to do something, you know, mm-hmm. to survive. Mm-hmm. So I started renting my apartment out. Mm-hmm. My apartment, you know, like I said, I'm very creative. So I always have a nice interior, you know, decoration skills going on in oh, my okay. in my places. So I, I said, you know what, let me go ahead and start renting my apartment out, you know, so I can make some extra money to pay these bills because I have, you know, this baby in me. So yeah. I started doing Airbnb. 
Um, it just and it, it just progressed. You know, it worked. And I've been doing like I said that that was about 2016. That's how I started, and it just grew. It it elevated. I started to learn the algorithm. I started to learn, you know, how to maximize. I started to learn how to market. I started to learn even the pictures, you know, automatic responses. I just really learned the app um, because I had to. I had to make some money. And so even after I had my son and, and time progressed, I said, hey, this is something I'm going to continue to do because it makes money. It yeah. works. It's a proven success. As long as you follow the formula and, you know, and continue to be consistent um, and treat it like a business, it works. Mm. It works. What you What do you mean by algorithm? So uh, everything has algorithm. Mm -hmm. You know, social media, apps, websites, there's always algorithms. So Airbnb has an algorithm that I figured out. Um, a, a couple things. Like I did a, a video on this on my, uh, my realtor page. Okay. So... For instance, I've, I would, because I also do Airbnb coaching too. Mm -hmm. So I had people ask me like, hey, Vaughn, like I haven't got any inquiries. What's going on? Like, what can I do? I said, well, okay, well, have you updated your listing in a while? Have you updated your photos? Have you updated your description? Have you, you know, even changed photos? Have you, like, how quick are you responding to people when they inquire about your listing? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, when updating, so literally, like if you update your pictures, you can even delete and repost the same pictures. Yep. Updating your description, you can delete or update it. Mm -hmm. The algorithm is that if you're active, they're gonna show your listing what people search for because they're a business too. Yeah. They when say they somebody books your place and you've been inactive for a while, they don't even know if this listing is still active or if it's still gonna, you know, if it's still eligible to rent so they're more than likely not going to mm. show your place if you don't have any activity on it because they don't want to end up uh, letting this customer book your place and they get there and it's not what it is or it's not yeah. even there anymore because even though you still have it up on the app but you may not have it yeah, anymore you might just forgot you forgot right um so they don't and they have to pay for that so they're not going to show listings that are not active or haven't been active for a while. Yeah. So being nice active, though. updating um, in your responses. So the faster you respond to people, yeah. it boosts your, uh, yeah, 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 your yeah. listing up in the algorithm where people go and search for places to stay. I'm going to tell you something crazy. So selling, all right, so Air, like Airbnb management or like managing the Airbnb mm. is just like reselling because like say for instance, um, I list an item. And my items aren't selling as fast. It could be eBay, Poshmark, what have you. Um, that's the same thing you do. You delete the pictures. You re-upload them. That mm -hmm. way it's fresh. And sometimes you will just have something. Because I list on multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. They will promote it less if you don't do that. Refresh your listings a lot. Because it's plenty of times where somebody will buy something from me. And I go to my stores like, damn, I sold that two months ago. I just forgot right. the... You know what I'm saying? So it's just pretty much the same. Like it's an algorithm on that as well. Mm. And show items more if they like you say, take it could be the same picture. But sometimes, man, you gotta look at those pictures and say, Hell, would I stay in this place? You or would I buy mm -hmm. those shoes? So it's like it's kinda right. the same thing. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. I just know, um I know the biggest thing for me, like you remember I had the Airbnb. My biggest thing was I was on the north side, the Airbnb was on the south side and 
Like um, yeah. they had like my house was so big. Like they'll go downstairs and like sabotage or like yeah. or like they'll um like run out of tissue and be complaining and yeah. I eventually sold that house. So like I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah. House. So like so the house had it was like sitting on like a sewer or something like that, mm -hmm. and um it didn't have the best plumbing. So you know I was doing it when I was doing the Airbnb. I wasn't like as strict on my filters, so I wasn't filtering out the wrong people and getting, I wasn't getting the right people. Yeah, and that's important I, too. And like, so the, the other one I had did real good because it was like a, a nursing person in it. So I had the one in the leg station and it was um a nurse, someone like a traveler nurse was in it. So that was perfect. That's perfect. But yeah. the one that the house, um, they flushing <clears throat> napkins, plastic, aluminum foil ketchup packages condoms down the damn toilet and what happened was it just jacked the plumbing up so it was a couple of occasions where the whole bottom was a damn septic tank sewer mm -hmm. like disgusting and one of the customers which they should definitely should have complained so they shut my airbnb down and luckily though you know you're really in a real estate so you know how you know, you know how opportunities I was there. So I bought the house for like one fifty, but um, by the time all that stuff happened, like with the plumbing, the ARV, the ARV was like around two fifty. Mm -hmm. So I sold the house for like two hundred. You know okay. what I'm saying? And you know, even after the fees and the uh, paying the loan back, um, yeah, got another hood, another you know, no, yeah. So it actually became a blessing, you know, because. Mm -hmm. I was like looking at fixing it, but it's like I spent like a thousand and like they, we still looking for the problem. Mm -hmm. And I was just like been there before, and yeah. I just I don't know what made me say I wanted to sell it, but um, but I just know when I look like it was like around twenty twenty one or something like that twenty 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 one. I just know when I looked at the when I started looking at comps, it was um the ARV was like two fifty. It was a hundred thousand more than what I bought it for, and I'm pretty sure it went back down now. So right. I got out at the perfect time, and yeah. I'm like, I wasn't with that plumbing. It's like if you spend a thousand, and we still looking for the problem. It's really gonna be like a thirty thousand mm -hmm. dollar situation. So it's like I was like, fuck that. Let somebody else deal with it. Yeah, some investors like they was pretty good at what they was doing, and you know, the big investors really don't be looking for like that much money. Like how, like if I get a house, I'm looking for like. What a tip is. So if I was to buy a house from a wholesaler, I'm looking at uh, the ARV. Let's just say it was a hundred thousand. I'm looking at for something around seventy thousand mm -hmm. minus repair costs. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I would buy. So, but those bigger companies, they don't look for all that. They just as long as they make a couple pennies, they good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because they have volume. Yeah, they got volume. They spending trillions and billions and gazillions. I was gonna say, have you ever used VRBO? Verbo, yes. Verbo. Um, they are a little bit more weird. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's so weird. And I know people who have did verbal as an alternative. You know, when Airbnb start doing too much, you know, mm -hmm. trying to shut your listing down and stuff. Yeah. And um, so I did. Well, I did a listing on Verbo, but it was like nobody ever booked. Like I don't know. Maybe I just didn't spend much as much time. Um, on the app, but mm -hmm. it just nobody really booked from Verbo, and I I even did a Booking dot com. Mm -hmm. um, they wanted like they wanted a lot of information from you, 
So <laughs> uh, I said, I'll just put this on the back burner until, yeah, you know, until I needed to, to do it. But, um, but yeah, I've actually heard like Verbo was more for so like vacation kind of, I would say like tourist destination spots. Like if you have like so like a farm or somewhere where you can do activities as well yeah, as amenities. stay. Yeah, amenities and stuff uh, like that. Those locations do do better on Verbo. Yeah, like a cabin or some shit. Yeah, like that. cabin or, or just like a pool, big mansion house. You know, mm -hmm. something like that does better on that platform. You ever did Peer Space? No, I've heard about Peer Space. Uh -huh. I think the concept of Peer Space is like Airbnb, but for like spaces where you can have creative things, right? Uh huh. Yeah, like it's better for like hourly. So, so okay. something like this. Like the studio, like a studio would be a good, um, like say we was have you ran a studio, you having trouble booking a studio, mm. put on Pure Space to be a cool marketing way to market your studio or whatever, um, cause like you could have a music studio and put it on Pure Space, they might not even want to come and use the equipment, they just might want to make it look cool, mm -hmm. you know, like shoot like an EPK or something like that, and uh, yeah, nah, that's what's up, that's what's up though, um, all right, so short term rental. Uh, anybody that wants to learn how to, well, you said you do consulting. Yeah, consulting, coaching. I'm actually, so I don't have a date yet, mm -hmm. but I am going to do a program where it'll be like live. Like I want to do live, like once a month going live forum, open forum, ask me questions about Airbnb, like things that you may, you know, may have to pay for it, you know, if you book me personally. Mm -hmm. um, but just a forum where once a month people can ask me questions about um, short-term rentals. Uh, I want to do a, um, I don't know why I can't think of the, the word, but um, like a. Describe it. Like when, a course, an online oh, course. Okay. There you go. I want to do an online okay. course, like a, a basic and then a more VIP course. Yep. Paid and uh, both paid. Mm -hmm. So I want to do that as well. Like literally yep. how start to finish, Airbnb literally start to finish. From creating the listing, from furnishing, to writing listing descriptions, to how to take pictures, how to stay on top of the algorithm. So um, that I will have soon. I don't have a date, but just... You know, keep watching me and, you know, you'll see that soon. Let them know um, your Instagram page so they can, you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to be interested. Yeah. So, um, everyone, y'all can follow me on Instagram at Vaughn the Realtor. So, it's Vaughn, V-O-N-N-E, uh, underscore the T-H-E, underscore Realtor, R-E-A-L-T-O-R. You can also go to my website, Vaughn Washington at MetroBrokers.com. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So um all right, so when did you create Greenhouse? I mean not Greenhouse, Clean House <laughs> Solutions. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So Clean House Solutions, one of those businesses that was made by chance. So the real behind the scenes story, I was dating this guy. Mm -hmm. He had a pressure washing company. Uh-huh. And, you know, we were dating. Everything was cool. Uh -huh. And he always... Because at the time, I was working at a, a retirement home in Sandy Springs mm -hmm. called Summer Bee. And I was just doing, like, dietary aids, stuff like that. 
And the guy I was dating was like, I want to start you a business. I said, okay, well, what do I do? You know, and just to include, he had a pressure washing company, but he also was a host on Airbnb. At at that time, I still continued to host. This was back in like 2019. Mm -hmm. So he said, I want to start you a business. I said, well, what do I do? He said, well, since you already, you know, be cleaning my Airbnbs, why don't you you know, just start a cleaning service. Why don't you just start cleaning Airbnbs? I said, okay, cool. I'm good at cleaning. So um, there's a Facebook group that I was a part of, like for Airbnb hosts. There's a couple mm-hmm. of them out there. Yeah. And it's actually pretty cool. It's like a forum where you can get help, information. You can find cleaners. You can find other hosts, ask questions. It's, it's a really good platform. It's a good community. Mm-hmm. And uh, people will go in there all the time and say, hey, oh my God, I have a checkout tomorrow. Does anybody, can, can somebody clean my unit? Or does anybody know a cleaner? So a lot of people will kind of bid per se, mm-hmm. use the platform to bid. And they will say, hey, I can clean it. I can clean it. I can do it today. And instead of me saying, hey, I can clean it, I would say, I would take a more of a business approach and say, hey, my company would love to take care of this for you. You know, we offer cleaning, uh, you know, extra, all the services. Um, we'd love to take care of this for you, you know. Give us a call. And my approach was totally different. It wasn't, hey, I can clean it. It was, hey, as a business, we love to take care of it for you. Mm. And that would get me, most people to call me instead of the, all the other ones saying, hey, I can clean it. So they called <laughs> and they loved, you know, my work. And of course, with Airbnb, you have checkouts two, three times a week. Mm. So you do a good job for them. They're going to, of course, call you back because they don't have to go find somebody. They found they found someone already. Mm-hmm. So they they just kept calling me back, kept calling me back, referred me to other hosts. And eventually I ended up quitting my job. Um, and it, it like I said, I was working full time over time. I, my clientele picked up. I went from full-time to part-time. Then I went to on-call. Well, I went to one day a week, and then I went to on-call. And then I remember my, my manager, like my business was just taking off. My manager was like, if you call out again, you're going to get fired. So one day I had somebody call me, hey, I got a property for you <laughs> on my way to work. I said, okay, I'll be right there. I called my boss, Tamika. I said, hey, Tamika, um... I'm just going to go ahead and quit inside because I didn't want to get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, I went ahead and, and I quit. And ever since then, I've never had that. Well, I didn't have to clock back in at somebody's job. It's just God really blessed me to do what I love to do, do what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. You know, like cleaning. I've been doing that even before I made it a business. I, I did that for my grandmother growing up. I would go to my granny's house every summer, clean her whole house, clean my mother's house top to bottom. It's just something that I like to do. So I mm. turn it into a business. And I think, you know, with any type of skill that you have when you hone in on something mm. and you put out, you know, put your best effort forward and you have trust in God, he's going to make a way for you. He's going to make sure that you're going to succeed. Mm. So no, that's, that's how good. I started by chance. Yeah. Okay. So we kind of revisited. So going back to what I was asking you, like, it's like a lot of people that are heavy in entrepreneurship, when they were growing up, they kind of like were... Oh, I sold candy or I sold makeup or something, mm. but you more so just got good. You just learn and develop good skills or simple skills, but valuable skills. Mm. And you just monetize those later on. So that's what's up, though. That's yeah. what's up. I feel like, honestly, I feel like those people make um um the best because, all right, like um when it comes down to it, 
sometimes hustling is just like hustle, mm-hmm. hustle. It's real generic. Mm-hmm. It can be real generic or whatever, but it's like when people just build a, a, a build a business around their passion, they're normally a little more successful than just somebody just like hustle. Like for instance, I did Airbnb. It didn't last because hospitality wasn't my passion. Mm-hmm. Well, someone like you, you was already good at hospitality. You just monetized it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I found out, like, even when it comes down, um, when people be trying to avoid school, a lot of the best entrepreneurs went to somebody's school and probably, like, started their career, like, working for somebody. Like, my homeboy, he a lawyer. He didn't just jump out the gate on my own. I'm my own man. He worked right. for Jewish people for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. he did, like, some... Like he was, he put himself in a position to where he would handle their lightweight. Meaning, if like a lawyer needs somebody to go to a traffic court case and he don't really have the staff or the means to go do it, go handle my lightweight. They are gonna pay me five hundred. I'm gonna break you out two fifty. I get two fifty. And he he did that and started earning his business as opposed to just somebody just out the gate. So, so I guess for anybody, I just say like that experience does matter. Like it might it might seem relevant, but it's like. It become like second nature. The way mm-hmm. you don't even know, like it's stuff that I learned, just like like even how you how we were saying about um, entrepreneurship and being mm-hmm. a good student. It's not hard for me to tap into reading a few pages or taking some notes or writing goals down. But people that been they mentally dropped out in eighth grade mm-hmm. or physically dropped out by tenth grade is just like they really just don't have them skills. Like they really really can't write and read and study. You right. Know what I'm saying? And this, um, I wanted to say something too when we were talking about college, right? Mm. When I look back on my life, I really feel like that's when I started to build my brand. And my brand wasn't cleaning, it wasn't real estate, it wasn't jewelry, it wasn't wardrobe, it was me. I back in college, I went by Von D. Okay. So Von D is pretty much my first. My first name is Devon. It's spelled D E V O N N E. So I flipped it okay. around, you know, like, like, you know how you move to a different area, you like reinvent yourself. So that was me reinventing myself. I wasn't Devon anymore. I was Von D. Mm. Now I'm just Vaughn. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> really though. So, um, yeah, so I was Von D. And so literally I built a brand of Von D. Everything I did was Von D accessories, Von D styling, Von D wardrobe, Von D makeup, literally Von D was the brand and I was walking the brand. I would walk into school, literally makeup on fleek, you know, style eccentric, you know, Mm -hmm. hair on on 10, you know, so jewelry, jewelry game crazy, you know, where'd you get that? Well, I made it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, that was my brand and me being, like I said, very, or people's person, me being nice to everyone, me being open and talking to everyone and being nice and and just likable that built my brand it was like okay well she's so nice you know i spoke to her before well what did she do or oh yeah or now they remember me as oh yeah that's von d that's the girl who does this or whenever they hear something oh like i need somebody to do my makeup oh i know a girl von d you know Mm -hmm. that was the brand von d's like i built my brand in college, just being myself, and it just transpired uh, into what I am now. Like I, like even the cleaning. Like I went. Um, I have a lot of like celebrity clients as well too. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm going to one of my uh, clients' house, my regulars, and I see someone from the Art Institute. Actually, one of the teachers that I know. And he's like, Vaughn? I'm like, you know, hey, like, what are you doing here? He's like, what are you doing here? You know, he's there making a video. I'm there to clean. So, yeah. 
you know, just having that network of people <laughs> just from having a good rapport built from college, you know, it just helps in the long run. Just having it with twin, man. Yeah, with yeah. twin. We went to the same yeah, college, you know. So, the podcast. Yes. You were guest. It's like, damn. It all comes back full circle. That's how life works. And that's why you always have to treat people with kindness for real. <laughs> yeah. With kindness no, no. and respect. Because but the, I'm a firm believer in the universe. The universe will put you in front of somebody. Like, he, like okay, like how they talk about karma, right? Uh -huh. Karma is real. What you put out comes back out. Uh -huh. So you could put out something. You could do something bad to somebody and be like, oh, they'll never see me again no the universe will literally put you back in front of that person at the mm -hmm. most randomest time to square out that karma to make it right again to give you a chance to make it right to clear out your debt that's mm -hmm. how the universe works so um always mm -hmm. treat people with kindness and respect because you never know when you will run into them again and it's so funny i was on social i was on instagram and i read this post it was like the it said um the foot the toes that you step on today could be the foot in your ass tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> For real, I said, Ooh. oh yeah. I said, yeah, that's that's real. That's Damn, real. that was cold. The toes you step on today could be the foot in I your ass I tomorrow. That, I wish I wrote that tweet. Yeah. I be normally. <laughs> Damn. So it's so true. Just everything comes back to full circle. So just be nice to everybody and do right. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Be <laughs> nice. For real. Don't get over. Yeah. Just be nice and be fair. I'm telling you, it goes a long way, and it mm. doesn't get unnoticed. Um, one thing I like what you said was um about reinventing yourself. Mm. So like my whole my whole uh, like my nickname growing up was like B. Mm. So like when I started getting on Instagram, my name was Bam Concepts. People started calling me Bam, and I was like, mm. yeah, start calling me that. That I way like it's Bam, like yeah. a separate. You know what I'm saying? Like it's more separate, and it's like if somebody called me B, I know. Okay, I know him before uh, 2014. Mm -hmm. And anybody out there is like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was up. So when did you get into real estate? I got my real estate license in May of mm -hmm. this year. It was one of my life goals. Literally since I became, I would say since I became an adult at 18, I always said, I want to be an agent. I want to be a realtor. I want to invest. I want to be a broker. I want to get into real estate. I seen, you know, from TV, from social media, just from people in real life, how real estate can change your life for the better. Um, and I always said that was just one of my biggest goals. Because um, like I said, I have a lot of accomplishments that I still, you know, am going to accomplish. But real estate was one of my biggest, biggest goals. So that I have to do it. And one thing about me, I'm a realist. So... I don't like to put time frames on certain things because I, I'm just real about it. I'm not gonna say, oh, I want to sell a million. I want to get my license and be a millionaire in, in two years. That's not a real thing. People can do it; they've done it, but that's not real for the average person. Um, so, like I said, just getting my license was one of my biggest goals. Like I said, I got that in May of this year. Yeah. Um. I feel like people like that are going to win because a lot of people, especially online, they get sold by, oh, it's one, two, three, boom, mm, easy. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen in 30 days. And it's like those people that put that type of content out, they get a lot of clients, but it's all it's all bullshit at the end of the day. Everything mm. you do that's worth doing is going to have some difficulties. It's just better to have someone helping you out with these difficulties and 
it helps to also have an accountability team. But for the most part, right? Anytime, like I didn't come into the podcast game and say oh, I'm gonna be a rich, uh, whatever. Anything I do is more so like I'm gonna put the work in, and and I'm gonna go at my own pace. You know what I'm saying? I just know if it's I know if I'm passionate about it, it's gonna happen because I'm gonna keep doing it. But any p- people that go into things straight for the money or for the fast results, mm-hmm. like the person that they paying, they gonna be rich as hell, mm-hmm. and they looking at that like he living like that. It's because y'all gave him the money. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, he probably making those type of people that sell that stuff. They making more money selling people on selling people wolf tickets as opposed to actually performing the services that they sell you on. So it's like it's kind of uh. I mean, it is what it is. Content is content. Um, I, I want to say something about that, too, if you don't mind. No. And, and, and that's why I'm taking my time when it comes to getting my programs together. Um, yeah. Because I, I've always, cause people always say, well, why don't you go ahead and, and start and, and sell an um, e-book or an e-class on that? And I said, yes, I'm going to do that. Yeah. However, I don't want to be looked as a person that she just took my money. I don't ever want to be look, looked at like that. Yeah, you um, want to help people. Yeah, I do want to genuinely help people. I'm not doing this to try to rip you off. No. I'm not doing that. And that's why I literally love what you just said just now about when people say, do one, two, three, and you'll be, be rich. No. That's not how it works. Like, I see right, videos of Instagram on Instagram where people say, get you an Airbnb. Put it on, uh, get you an apartment, right? They say, put it on Airbnb for $200 a night, right? And then, you know, do all this, do all that, and you're going to have $10,000 at the end of the month. That's not how it works because, number one, you have to get approved for that place. Mm-hmm. And then, number two, furnishing costs a lot of money. Doing it the right way. Especially. Doing it the right way. Furnishing costs a lot of money. Yes. And then you think about it. You get a place, whether it's a house or apartment, you have to still put down the the, the security deposit. You have to put down, you know, the first month's rent or whatever, the the the, the uh, rent. Um, what's the word? The rent. What um, line is going blank? Uh, security deposit, the the mm. prorated rent, um, furnishing. Like I did this on my on my social media. I was talking about you know, realistically, how much is it, does it cost to start up an Airbnb? And I yeah. put I put three and a half to five thousand dollars. Yeah, for real as an initial investment. Yeah, that's how and much. And people and and then you hear that it's like, well, I don't want to do Airbnb no more. Well, they they should have told you that when they was telling you to do one, two, three. Number one is first off, you need to have five k. You know, yes. first of all, yes. <laughs> let's be real here. Like, stop yes. selling people these, like you said, these wolf dreams because that's not really how it's it not is. Real. Yeah, it's, it's not like, real. And yeah, man, it's like those the, those people that sell the wolf tickets, they take over the damn industry. But it's like mm-hmm. those people gonna buy that stuff and it's and gonna they talk, they're gonna talk like bad a, about you. It's gonna damn be like a Wall Street thing, like when they sell a bunch of bullshit stocks. And then everybody come back, where's my money? Just like what's going on with the DJ Envy and <laughs> right. the, the, the Pina dude. And I went to one of the events. Like, I For went real? to an event. Um, I didn't buy into nothing other than an event. It was a cool event, but it's like... So what were they trying... Like, I mean, what was so the how, end goal for them? Like, how were they capitalizing off of the people there? Like, So the pe- they was basically doing an investment pool where they were pulling people's money... And they were doing it to fund real estate deals. And they were supposed to be giving people a return on their investment. Mm. And at the end of the day, it's just like when you're doing things like investing, you want to you wanna, you wanna spend your money with someone you can sue. Mm. Not nobody you got to slap in the face if they do wrong. So it's like at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. it's like all that shit be bullshit. Like if I got to borrow money, like at the end of the day, if I'm up 
and I hear about a plot of land that needs multiple investors, I'm gonna go to Queen Vaughn, and Queen Vaughn might have a good person that's been investing in 30 years. We're gonna do this shit privately, but when you do all this public, at the end of the day, that's already kind of a flaw because if I tell 50 people to invest in something that I don't know, people mm -hmm. I don't know, random people mm -hmm. just they saw me on the internet somebody's gonna complain it's been times mm -hmm. like it was a recent situation i was in i put ten thousand in to get a piece of a uh, ownership of an apartment and every time we spoke about it it was problems oh this tenant not playing like we'll have a meeting it's never a solution or a heavy meeting it's always ah well this person don't want to live here no more this washing machine messed up and we ain't get no text documented at the end of the year i didn't feel like i had a proof of ownership mm -hmm. like a nigga need a willy wonka ticket or something right right and um I like bringing my money back. Bro. Don't play with me, bro. <laughs> right, you have an event. You have an event. I pop up at an event. Like he avoiding you and stuff. Nah, he wasn't avoiding me when he saw me, but he was avoiding me through the phone. Okay. But he'll reply on the phone too. It wasn't like a complete ignore. But it's like nobody feel like like it's money. Money is sensitive, and he mm -hmm. don't got it. Like he probably tried to do good, but shit don't always work out good. It's life. It's like yeah. it's not one, two, three, boom. So it's like. My thing is, don't be hamster willing, test running my goddamn mm -hmm. money. I'm doing right by my money. <laughs> right. I'm doing good by my money. I'm doing damn good. I don't need nobody to, if you ain't going to help, then it's hurting me. And yeah. then I bumped into that several times. But he gave me my money back after I uh, ran down on him a few times. And it was cool. Like, like when I got the money, it was cool. Like, I really, like, wish the best for him now. Yeah. But then it was like, bro, I'm I don't I know you got fifty more people and they taking they gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. Right. I'm not, bro. <laughs> my money is ten stacks. Yeah, I'm going anytime you have an event. I'm pulling up because I'm I'm a, like I'm not saying I'm gonna do something crazy, but I'm gonna look you in the eye and say like I'm here. Came, I'm in your city. I have resources, and most of the time they do these events. It be at hotels like next door to me and shit right. like that. So it's like. I'm just saying, bro, I don't have nothing wrong any, like, but don't play with my money. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you try something and it's not working out, it's cool. Just give me my money. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. and what what I feel like happened is, these people are like, get themselves in a situation where it's either me or the clients. Mm -hmm. And me, I'm the type of person in my business, is always, I put it on me before I let somebody feel like, I ran off of bullshit with their money or anything, but when you're dealing with thousands and hundreds of thousands and perhaps perhaps millions, you can't afford to look out for nobody other than yourself. So I think I hope I don't know. Then the nigga was from prison. It's like the dude with DJ Ivy, the the pen. I met him and his wife Jenny. Um, nigga was from prison or wow. something crazy. Like I don't know. Like yeah, I don't know, man. It's like it's like the education thing, cool. Mm -hmm. But when it comes out of investment pools and getting money from people, it's like you set yourself up for the okie doke, bro. Like, yeah. like do that with some white folks or somebody you can sue, or do it with a healthy group of private black investors. Mm -hmm. Not too many of them either because the ego get in, yeah, or whatever. And man, people, uh, I'm saying it's money. It's just it's money involved. So, um, and I'm saying that for myself. I didn't did a lot of investments. Man, if you can't sue them. Don't even do it. Because all this pulling up is not the professional way of doing it. Mm -hmm. But that's the way I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it works. You know what I'm saying? When people see that you're like physically there, 
they'll respond more than the email. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's true. I was going to say, okay, so as far as real estate, um, all right, so what's your specialty when it comes down to, what do you feel like makes you a special agent in the real estate game? Because a lot of people get there. Well, for one, let me ask you this. Do you have a mentor? Because I see the type of content you post. It seems like you know what you're doing. Like you just kind of using your eyes and following what you see or you have someone that's like somewhat of a mentor to you when it comes down to your content or your approach to real estate. So when I first got my license, I didn't have a mentor. Mm. I said, you know what? Because to be, to be honest, like I said, I have other businesses that I run. Yeah. Um. So when I first got my license, it was like, whew, I got my license. Okay, let me go ahead and uh, do some real clean house solutions real quick because I still run the business every day. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I um, know what you mean. Uh, eventually, I did get a mentor. Actually, recently, um, he. So we're in the same brokerage, and he. Mm. Uh, so when I was taking my real estate classes, he had came into to to the class, and was speaking to the class like, "Hey, I took you know, I got my license with you know Curtis York. He was my real estate teacher, so shout him out. He was really good." Um, he came, he spoke to the class, and I seen him one day at the office. I said, hey, you remember me? Yeah. I said, remember you came to the class and you spoke to us? He said, wow, you got your license, you know, it's good to see you. And I uh-huh. said, hey, I said, look, I said, I am looking for a mentor. I said, I, I'm not trying to put pressure on you to make you nothing full time, mm-hmm. but I would just love to have someone I could call and talk to mm-hmm. about any questions that I have, you know, mm-hmm. what to do. So he just started giving me pointers. He he gave me leads just off the rip, just off the humbug, honestly, because we built a small rapport from us having the same teacher and him coming into the class and, you know, making his presentation. Um, so, yeah, so um, I do have a, like I said, a mentor. It's not nothing full term, but someone I do call when I have questions. No, that's good. Like, um, me personally... Um, I've attended a lot. I do a lot of events, a lot of coaching. I buy a lot of eBooks. I don't have anybody that's doing better than me or anything I'm doing that say, Hey, I want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. But I do have people like a body resource books or look at their YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. So I, I get mentorship. I get mentorship just through that, mm-hmm. but I don't have anyone that just really say, okay, you can ask and the people that I do have, I can ask that too. Like I got Mr. Tycoon to actually interview him. He's in real estate. He's more like straight wholesaling. But it's like, I'm not going to ask him too much because I like the free game. You know what I'm saying? As far as him like doing what he's doing, I don't necessarily need, you know, people only have so much time in the day. Right. But I will accept the free game. But for the most part, as far as like doing what I do, like, like I have people that I can learn from. But I've never had, like, a mentor. Like, growing up, never mm-hmm. had nobody that could say, oh, that's my mentor. You know what I'm saying? Every time I pay somebody to be a mentor, shit always end up in, they running off with your money yeah. or something. Like, real talk. And it's like, I, you can't really afford to pay nobody to be a real. Some some people can afford to pay their mentor, but it's, it's hard to afford to pay for mentorship without as far as a real mentor, a real mm-hmm. mentor, you can call them and say, what's up, man? I'm going through this. Can you help me out? But like, it's, but you know, if you can't do that and anybody I would recommend just like YouTube university, buying a course, mm-hmm. things of nature, but those communities are where it's at. So like, like communities where like, I mean, personally, I learned more through communities because like, I might be in a situation where I could talk to a Vaughn and we can go through this together or cause like your experiences, like the stuff you have issues with, not gonna be what I'm having issues with, right. vice versa. 
Well, it's kind of like iron sharpen, uh, sharpens iron. All right, so why should, why should someone buy in this particular market? So right now, people are like, oh my God, inflation is so high, you know? Rates are between 7 to 8%. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it does kind of scare people off, or it, it can intimidate, especially first-time home buyers um, in the market. But um, like I was doing some research. I love, one thing about me, I love to research. If, if I'm reading yeah. something and I don't know what this word means, I'm going to stop. I'm going to Google it right then and there, read up on it, how to use it in sentences, and then continue to move on. Um, so just doing some research, um, I think it was like 1981, uh, according to like Freddie Mac da uh, data, um, it was one of the uh, highest recorded uh, rates um, in America, I think I think the interest rate was like eighteen percent. Mm. Um, by the end of the decade, it leveled out to about ten percent. Um, so I just always say, don't let the rates discourage you at all. Because even let's just say you get a rate that you're not so happy with, you're still able to afford the payments. You can always refinance later when they go down. So you're never you're never dead locked and set on a rate. So don't ever let that uh, interest rate scare you. Um, and the pros always outweigh the cons because whenever you purchase real estate, real estate is always sellable. You can when you when you put time and money into when you make your mortgage payments, you're building equity. Or like I said, if you need money now, you can sell your property. Real estate is always sellable. Um, and you're 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 building generational wealth. Um, once it's owned outright, you could pass it down. You know, in your family, keep it a part of your family. You can rent it out. Um, move you can rent it out if you need money you can move back in if you need somewhere to stay you know it real estate is literally one of the best investments you can ever make in life best investment I ever made because it's like it, be a, it was a lot of situations it was like should I buy a new watch or mm -hmm. property and it's like even if I don't make a lot of money on real estate it's a great way to park my money mm -hmm. and it's like it never failed me like even when I just told you issues with the Airbnb Sold it. Sold it. Still and you saved much of profit. Made some, damn money. Made some profit. damn money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a, mm -hmm. um, it's like every time and it, the projects take so long. I remember my first house, I bought 29000 uh straight cash. Um, I bought it from a wholesaler. So they probably, it was like under contract for like, I, they, they, they made seven grand off of me. Mm -hmm. So they made, they they had it under contract for 23000 Took me a long ass time to build it, fix it up. But the experience, the relationship with my lender, and I only probably made like seven grand on it when it come down to it. But mm -hmm. that money would have been fucked up if I did something else. It would have ended up in a new car, which is obviously a depreciating asset. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like um, just my ups and downs. Like, like then it's a respect. Like, like, like as far as rank goes, like people think like, like I learned that success rank. All right, so where I come from, you get you get ranked from busting it, shooting someone. Mm -hmm. uh, you get ranked for beating somebody up, mm -hmm. for making money. But it's like you when you do that real estate, you flip a house. Everybody know that you're the one. You know what I'm saying? I ain't like since I've been touching real estate, people just kind of like, you know, it's a different type of flex. Like people think, oh, I'm gonna win if I flex with this jury. But, I mean, they really just can't wait for you to sell it so they can laugh at you. You know what I'm saying? You mm. better off going. And then the people you talk to, like, you know, you showing whatever, whoever you worship, whether it's God or whoever. Like, you showing them that you're trying when you spend that money on a house instead of a watch or something like that. So, right. um, 
Let me see what I was gonna ask. So, uh, real estate, we was talking about. Um, but I, 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 I agree though. Like yeah. Said, that real estate, one of the best investments you ever make. One, the first one is in yourself. Mm. The second one is in real estate. Yeah. Um. And I, I did see. I watched the video. One of your uh recent videos. I think it was. Auntie somebody. Auntie Shaky. Yes. And she was actually speaking about life insurance. And she was saying that's even better than real estate. Mm. Um, and that's something else I want to get into. You know, I don't really have knowledge on that. Well, it's not necessarily, yet. it's not better than real estate, but it's, um, depends on how you look at it. So I feel like if you just parking your money mm. in a hardcore asset, I feel like real estate is dope. But when it comes down to just like consistently investing into a market, mm. I feel like that's a great market. To invest in, so it's not necessarily it's not necessarily better, but it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a consistent monthly liquid return, or basically, she said that if you if you want to get wealthy, investing in life insurance policy is better than a thirty year mortgage. But thirty year mortgage is more like the American dream. So it's like, mm -hmm. but when you invest in different ways, it's different things you can do. Like you can, you can do a fix and flip, you can invest in a commercial or whatever. So you know it's not necessarily better, but if you're just looking, but it's a hell of a way to invest your, you know, your income, whatever. You gonna say something? I'm sorry. No. Yeah. So you checked out the interview though? Yeah, I watch. I watch a lot. You know, like I said, I'm a researcher. So even before I came up here, I said, let me go ahead and, and see what he got going on. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I watched. No I watched a shit. lot of it. Yes, that's just what I do. I like to be prepared. So yeah, but you got you got some, you got some good stuff going on, yeah, and I, I'm very proud of you. Like I said, I met you what, like 2019, 2020, yeah. something like that, and just seeing you elevate. Because I think when I first met you. You were um, flipping house. I mean, you I'm pretty sure you were doing all this stuff way before I met you. Yeah. But, you know, at that time, that's what, you know, you were on. One of the biggest things you were on. Yeah. Um, and then big. to see you elevate to where you are now, it's just crazy. And it's only been, like, what, three, four years? Yeah, you I know? be working, man. I don't, you do. I, mean, I just be. You be up early, I too. I don't even try. It's you just, be up five in the morning. I get up whenever <laughs> my body wake up. I don't use alarms. And I don't know, man. I just, I'll be having nothing else to do, man. Um. I only it's only at the top, like I don't got nobody else doing this. So yeah. I just be I just play with my dogs and I look up the people on YouTube, like they be out there, like the people that's kicking my ass on YouTube, like mm -hmm. it's a dude named Brandon Carter, both got the same name, but he Brandon's. got a little he got a little more money than me. So I was like I look at him, his routine, I said, Okay, he kicking let me get up the time he wake up and you know what, just what have you, man, because I mean, like people act like their life don't depend on money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like People like spending it more than making it, and it's just like I know if I do the same shit that they're doing, I'd be broke. So it's like I'm kind of like a slave to the hustle because I can't. And then it's like the stuff that people do. Like we drinking some rose. People be out there drinking liquor, liquor, or tequila, tequila, and right. it's like it look cool. I, I swear it look cool. Like when they on Instagram and they pouring shots in each other's mouth and all that bullshit. <laughs> but it's like I just can't do it, man. Um, I'd be broke and. I wouldn't even have shit to say. Like if I just was partying all the time, I would have had a good couple of years, and it would not last it long. And I probably would have did something desperate to keep up. And right. I probably been locked up just like your homeboy. And I don't know, man. I just do my best. You too, though. Like um, you you stay productive for the most part. So it's just like it helps out. Like to be honest with you, like even when I see your content, I appreciate it because. I know what it means. People don't know, oh, this person could have took 10 takes. They did some research and like they, oh, yeah. it take confidence to go in there and spit some new knowledge. 
and I don't, people don't really appreciate the effort that people like us put into making content just to teach you something mm -hmm. because we know the 99.9% of y'all are just not living the life y'all want to live and y'all yeah. not going to do it until y'all start listening to the right people. So it's like, I see it and I'm like, damn, salute it. And, you know, I just salute it. I salute all that type of stuff. Um, I salute work ethic and Yes. Work ethic will literally separate a lot of people. Like I said, when it comes to the to the boss the boss talk, it's like, uh, I hate when I when I hear people like, oh yeah, I'm a boss, I'm a this, I'm like, uh, it's just so cringeworthy because it's like people think just because you have a business, you're a boss. That's not what that means. Or just because you made some money off of something, you're a boss. But a real boss, first of all, has employees or, or or has you know for real honestly or you know or other you know independent contractors that they work with um and a boss you know gets paid last let's mm. think about that like during the pandemic i was at the peak of my cleaning career i had two teams um, we worked almost every day um, i had clients who had multiple huge airbnb properties and I was the the con when I got the contract, mm -hmm. and um, I had this thing where you know I will pay people daily because sometimes you know and that sounds like like what but yeah I will pay you at by the end of the day you will get paid. It's very motivational. It's motivational, and you know at the end of the day this is this is my company and I I need y'all like you yeah. need me I need y'all you yeah. know so I will pay you um, at the end of the day at the end of each every day but when it came to my contracts I would get paid weekly. So you're being a hole. boss, I wouldn't be in the hole, but not 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 in the, you're in the accounts receivable phase of your business. Exactly. So yeah, so <laughs> so yeah. So even though y'all get paid, let's just say, uh, okay, you got paid today, but I don't get paid from him until Friday. Mm. You know, but you it's Monday. You just got your little eighty dollars or you know hundred dollars or whatever. Mm -hmm. So me being a boss, I get paid. You know, last. I also have to budget my money, so I'm able to have money in my account to pay y'all. Yes. Um. And even if things go awry or, or you mess up, I have to be the one to pay for that. I'm paying for supplies. I'm paying for transportation. I'm paying for uniforms. So that's really a boss. Um. And even I'm the first one up and the, the last one to leave, the last one to go to sleep. Like a lot of my um cleaners didn't have transportation. So I'm getting up at 5, 6. The clean don't start until 10, 30, 11. I'm getting at 5, 6, picking everybody up. You know, I'm buying lunch. I'm literally, you know, and I'm and I'm cleaning too alongside. I may not be doing the hard stuff, but I'm still cleaning and doing quality control to make sure it is what it is before we leave it out of here. So, you know, that boss talk, save it. You know, save it. If if you can't give me real reasons and show me real receipts, please save the boss talk. So and bosses we take losses i've taken i've taken so many losses but i'm here now i bounced back um, but i've taken so many losses like when it comes to insurance so i got a contract with a uh, property management company they purchase homes um they get them turnkey ready right so i was doing turnkey cleanings i had to be insured this is what well, you know when i was doing airbnb i wasn't insured when i got this contract that was a stipulation i have to have insurance had to have workers comp liability 
So mm. I took losses because I was paying $500 a month at one point just for insurance because I didn't know the type of insurance. Well, I knew yeah, what I had to mean. get, yeah. but the person that I went, I got it from. Too expensive. They, it was too they expensive. didn't give you that $80 a month plan. They gave you some $500 a month $500 a month because from what I told them fit a certain criteria because there's brackets when it comes to that. So if you're in this bracket, then if you're, if say, the bracket of, I don't know, $100,000 insured or less, then you're in this range of $500. Then you're in the other bracket, you're in a range of $200, you know, so on and so on. So they didn't individualize my plan. I was overpaying for for one whole year. I was paying $500 a month mm. just on just on insurance for my business. Now mm. I have a new insurance. I pay, I pay maybe like 20 bucks for liability and maybe like, I think like 50, I don't know if it's 50, because my stuff is automatic, so I don't see it. But, yeah, know you know, you yeah, it's like $100, you $300. you got to see every, yeah, it yeah, it it's automatic. It's so, stress. Yeah. Bills are stress. Yes. Like, just looking at it and having to touch them and, like, uh. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, just take it out. But, but you know, that was a trial and error. I didn't know. I thought I had to pay $500. No, I found another insurance that was still applicable, that was still correct. And I'm, I'm paying less than half of that now you know to be insured mm. so you know that was a loss i took you know so mm. i um what's the average requirement for a first-time home buyer that wants to get into their dream home they mm -hmm. just got their job and they married or what have you him and his baby mama or baby dad what have you they want to move into nice spot what's uh some what's the requirements that you guys are looking for currently so people always ask me well the first thing they say what does my credit score need to be that's the main question yeah it's the main so, question um like i said i don't like to step on other people's toes or try to get in and give you expertise advice on an area i'm not an expert in so mm -hmm. i'll always refer them to my loan officer they will that's literally smart. tell you what you need to know any, I tell them, be transparent with them. Tell them what you are going through, really, because it's going to come out in your financials. Yeah, you so can't you don't right. don't hide. Um, I mean, I'll give them a general a general answer. I would say, you know, FHA normally looks for a credit score no less than five eighty. Okay, mm -hmm. a price, uh, uh, interest. I mean, interest rate, a credit score range. Mm -hmm. But lenders vary, so really, there's no real answer to that is not black and white lenders vary every situations vary um so i always just say hey yeah i like that call hey. my financial uh, uh my my loan officer be transparent ask them everything you want to ask and they'll tell you everything you need to know in order to get approved for this loan um so credit score though at least a 580 the minimum right mm -hmm. um I would say your job. How long have you been on your job for? You know, mm. at least, hopefully at least two years or you have at least two years of consistent income coming in. Mm -hmm. um, do your taxes. Make sure your taxes are in order. Um, and also, too, I would say, um, how much money do you have saved up? I mean, that's a personal, that could be a personal question. But let's just say typically for a house, 350, let's just say $350,000 house, uh, you're doing, let's just say FHA, which is like three three and a half percent down. You're looking at ten five before extra like closing cost fees and stuff like that. So um, I would say at least at least ten thousand in the bank. You know, um, credit score at least five eighty. Uh, don't make any big purchases. You trying to buy a new car? Wait, wait till after you purchase your home. 
Um, and also, too, a lot of people say, well, I may not have 10-5 to put down for a house. Are there anything... Is there other options? Yes, there's options. First-time home buyers, there's a lot of programs out there that would help you with your down payment. You know that, like you said, the American dream is to own a home. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, there's uh, programs like NACA. There's um, programs like um, I can't think of the Georgia Dream program. These programs help uh, first-time home buyers with down payment assistance. And they actually target um, individuals like average individuals who make, who are lower income to medium income range. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're in the lower to medium income range, there's a lot of programs out there to help you um, with your down payment assistance. And they'll even be more lenient with uh, your credit score. And on top of all that, they even offer you lower interest rates that don't fluctuate with the normal market as well. So. Mm. Okay, gyms on top of gyms. Yes. Um, what is a all right? So they got bank statement lenders. Can you can you uh, describe what a bank statement lender is? So bank and who statement, is for? Okay, yeah, bank statement lenders are for individuals. They could be entrepreneurs, individuals like us. Yep. And you know, with this podcast, you know, this program being entrepreneur based, bank statement lenders are something that we should all look into. Mm-hmm. Um, now these uh, the uh, the bank statement lenders target individuals who are 1099 um, mm-hmm. receivers, mm-hmm. but also people who can't prove their income. Mm-hmm. All they have are bank statements to show, hey, um, I can afford this purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bank accounts, my deposits, mm-hmm. um, prove that. So, well, uh, do you know any bank? Do you know like one or two bank uh, lenders that you can like? That, that like yeah do you have any bank lenders you can name where they just got to contact you to get any type of info no so that's where the loan officer comes in literally anything dealing with lending uh-huh. funding uh credit score questions i direct it to my loan officer because like i said i don't like to give people wrong information or get their hopes up and say well Vaughn told me, you know, X, Y, Z. And then they're on the phone with the loan officer. Especially and they're saying, with money and finances. Yeah. That's the trickiest one. It's tricky. And I, like I said, I like to be as transparent as possible. I like to be mm-hmm. honest. I don't like to mislead people. So, like I said, I don't like to even brand myself as an expert. So, I always just say, hey, this is what I know. Um, but for more direct information, just contact my loan officer. But what I do is, though, like when I have consultations, I have a list um, that I email people. Um, it has a lot of these um, bank statement lenders, these down payment assistance programs. It's a whole list that I came up with and created. No, oh, um, yeah, it's dope. Yeah, yeah so make so, it simple. Yeah, make it simple. Like, like kind of like an FAQ sheet. Yeah, like exactly. questions that people always ask me. I went ahead and a free guide. It up. Mm-hmm. Nice, dope. Yeah, typed it up. Um, put uh, links, references, phone numbers, general information, and once we have our consultation, I send over the email, and they have all that to get started. Mm-hmm. And then like all like and then at the end of the the email, hey, don't forget to call my loan officer. You know, Fact. at the end of the day. <laughs> now, so like so, um, that's how I got every property I ever uh, got. It was through a bank statement lender. Mm-hmm. So definitely, yeah, anyone that's like an entrepreneur, bank statement lenders, what they do is they just kind of look and see how much you're depositing, withdrawing, on a regular basis, and they base right. a loan like they they try to base their approval off of that because you don't have like bank statements or. Direct deposit statement. So, um, yeah. So, like, uh, all right. So, 
All right, so when it comes down to like dwellings up to four, all right, so we spoke earlier, you were saying you recommend properties with up to four family dwellings. Mm-hmm. All right, so can you describe, describe what that means? Or describe it, yeah, describe it to us. Yeah, so a uh, you can do a single family home, which is for one family, mm-hmm. up to four family dwelling, meaning uh, a building can uh, house up to four families. So meaning four units in one building, like a quadruplex, Three units would be a triplex, two units would be a duplex, and then, you know, one single-family home would be a single-family home. Um, so that's pretty much what that means. Now, what some people don't realize is when you are searching for a home uh-huh. and you get approved by a lender, uh, even lenders like conventional loans, FHA loans, they will cover um, loans up to four family dwellings because after four, it becomes uh, like more commercial. Commercial. Yeah. Um, mm. multi-family and stuff like that. So, so look, so the FHA first time home first, it's like first time home buyers. They mm-hmm. said that you can base. She said that you can basically use it for properties up to four units. So mm-hmm. anyone that's trying to really get their real estate on, and mm-hmm. you know, you want to get one unit and rent out the other three, they exactly. actually get a FHA loan where they only require three point five percent down. Ooh. That's okay. And you're able to acquire this property. That's very, it's very amazing. Yeah, and so I tell a lot of people, you know, about that, you know, when they're acquiring to buy a home, because I tell them, like, hey, if you do decide to get something like up to four family dwelling, you know, you can double your equity way faster, literally. And also some some people may say, well, those places cost or out of my what they think is out of their 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 budget range. But it's not because when these lenders, you know, do these evaluations on your income, they're going to include the future income of the other uh, units. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So that's how you qualify. So. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's like if you have a four-family dwelling, they're going to do your income plus the projected, like I say, income of the other um, yeah. units. And that'll make you qualify for that loan. And FHA covers that. Uh, VA covers it. Um, I'm not sure. I have to be. I have to make sure. I don't know if HUD. I don't know if HUD covers it. But, um, but yeah, I, like I said, I know first-time homebuyers, FHA, VA. Oh yeah, definitely. Conventional loans, it will it will cover. Um, and then it's a smart investment because, um, like I said, you're 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 building your equity f- way faster. Um, you're having three or three. For, for the people that don't know, don't know what equity is, describe what equity is. I know what it means. You know what it means. But if somebody out there looking, they don't they keep hearing the word equity. Can you kind of describe what it means to them? So it's pretty much how whatever the house is worth minus. Uh, what you've already paid off um, creates the equity. So, for instance, say that uh, you have a home um, and it's worth, I don't know, you bought it for 200000 right? Mm-hmm. It's been 15 years and you paid your mortgage off. Well, not off, or you paid majority of your mortgage. Let's just say you paid 50000 you know, of your mortgage already. So that's, um, you're creating equity where you could pull out of that home. Um, it can be used, like you said, as as liquid to to pull money out of your home. Um, so in retrospect, it's just um, the purchase price minus how much you've paid off already. Yeah. Um, but so, like I said, it's just it's it's just very smart to do. Like I said, with the multiple family uh, units, mm-hmm. um, and also as well, even if um, like there's different ways you can capitalize off of that. So let's just say you have a, a quadruplex. 
and you live in one of the units, right? You have three others. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you want to do long term, or let's just say you don't want to do long term. You want to make some more money off that. You don't want to get fifteen hundred dollars a month off mm-hmm. those other units. I'm trying to make three. I'm trying to do three thousand, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, so you can do short term rental. Yeah. You can Airbnb, yeah, and you can literally make three grand off of each unit. Three mm-hmm. times three is nine. That's nine thousand dollars, and maybe your mortgage is only thirty five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, for that entire building, you can even do things like uh, renting rooms. I knew a guy. He bought two houses. He stayed like Thomasville kind of ish area. He had two houses. Um, then he bought. I say like twin houses. They were right next door to each other. Mm-hmm. They were built the same. Layout was the same. He bought them fixed them up and he rents the rooms out. He lives in one next door, the other one he rents the room. So imagine if you have three apartments yeah. and you're renting rooms out, let's just say for a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. That's going crazy. Going crazy. So it's just different ways to skin a cat. Um, mm-hmm. um, but I know one requirement, though, like when you do purchase these type of homes, any, like FHA or anything like that, they do require you to live in that yep. in, in that property for at least two years and make that your primary residence. But I want to say two things. It's crazy I'm going to say this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I went to DJ Envy event. He, uh-huh. said, he said he never saw the FHA police pull up. But look at DJ Envy going through right now. You the know real police saying? pulled up. So yeah, look, let's yeah. just play by the book. Yeah, we're going to play by the book. We're going to play <laughs> on by this the book. In two years, it's going to go by so fast. <laughs> Literally so fast. Yeah. Just do right. Just That's a two years. Oh, of, you're not of, talking about his. I got you. You're talking about the time. Okay, so Yeah, the time in the, in the house. Yeah, so it has to be your primary residence for at least two years in order oh, to fulfill okay. the qualifications so for only, the FHA loan. So you don't have to live there 30 years, only two years. Yes, it has to be your primary residence for, for two, two years. years. And then you can move out. Ah. Yes, and even get another loan. But you have to make that your primary residence yeah. for at least two years uh-huh. to fulfill the qualifications for that loan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, because they don't like they don't want it to be like a, a flip. Like that's yeah, this, no, they, they know, don't. This is not a flip here. They this is supposed yeah, to be like your buying hole is yeah. your home. It's your house. Yes. Here your keys. Yes. But yeah. yeah, but a two year requirement is all they need, and then you can get another loan. Okay. You know, and then by that time you've gotten all this money from these other units, you've probably saved up fifty thousand dollars, and mm-hmm. maybe next time now you can get a conventional loan, mm-hmm. or you can get like you said a, a bank statement loan where. They're not looking. They just want to see your bank statements. They want to mm-hmm. see your your income. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. your deposits, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's just a very smart, um, very smart investment. Okay, all right. We're gonna just take another turn. You know, we um dropped a lot of gems. Hope somebody's learned something. Um, we're just gonna switch it up a little bit. That's cool with you. Yes. All right. So we had a recent clip on our podcast and went viral. Yes. And it was about the 50-50 dating scene. I just want to get your take on it. You know what I'm saying? You're a fluent black woman. You know, you're about your shit. You know, you got your multiple businesses. Yes. What do you feel? You know, because I saw a lot of poor people in the comments, <laughs> a lot of mediocre people in the comments. Uh, and we just want to want to hear what the boss feels about it. Some boss talk, some real boss talk. No, yeah. Just real, real boss talk. Real boss talk. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, no. So... I was going to say that, too. I said, yo, because I, I actually commented on that post a okay. couple of times. It was so many people that commented. It's just you like, have over 5,000 comments on that post alone. You have, I don't know if you looked at it. I looked at it actually yeah, when I came in. You I have, look, oh, have yeah. 109,000 views yeah. on that post. It's like 120 now. It's 120. Yeah. You went viral. And so 
And it's crazy, too, how things happen like that. Um, but I did comment on that post. And I agree with Auntie Shaky. <laughs> okay. You know, like, and that's the first thing I okay. said. Because the first thing I did was read the comments. I said, these people on here, these... These, these new sassy guys on here talking about, oh, well, what do you bring to it the table? It was a lot of them. It was, it was a lot of sassy guys. I, I just say sassy, but... I was like, wow. A lot of these new generational men um, or these new age thinking men that, you know, that were saying, well, what do you, what does she bring to the table? Or this is 2023. Like, you know, we doing 50-50 over here. No, we're not doing 50-50 because I feel like a real... <laughs> for real. I feel like a real man... Uh, it feels like it's his duty to take care of his woman now and i'm talking about marriages i'm not talking about boyfriend girlfriend relationships this is when i when i speak of i speak on a marriage if i'm married to you i'm not paying mortgage i'm not doing that i'm sorry i didn't marry you to go 50 50 i didn't marry a roommate i married a man a man from nature's perspective provides and protects it doesn't go 50-50. A woman is a nurturer, caregiver, caretaker. Um, and that's just roles. We all have roles in society. So play your role, number one. And then number two, I agree with her when she said, you know, just hustle harder. Because she was responding to some of the people in the comments. And she was like, it's easy yeah. to, to disagree than to hustle harder. And I felt that wholeheartedly. Hustle harder. If a woman can do it, you can do it times two. Y'all yeah. don't have to go through periods of doubt where you have to birth a child take off of work you're going through uh, po uh postpartum depression y'all able to do more physically in the workforce so do it and then that should bring you joy and love in life to take care of your woman of your family that should make you feel good not asking for uh you got half of this mortgage money no to me, that's a no for me. That's an automatic red flag <laughs> deal breaker. Now, but what I did say, though, I said, I'm not paying any mortgage, but I definitely will, you know, pay utilities. I would do that, you know. And also, too, I, I said, I'll even, you know, pay my own car note, you know. Like, I'm pretty sure if we're married, he's going to pay. We all have an insurance, car insurance plan. He's paying that. But mm -hmm. I'll pay my own car note. I'll pay utilities, but I'm not paying mortgage. Right. Um, and also, I will use my money. And see, I'm a, a different thinker. Some women are married. They're homemakers. They don't work. Or they just have regular nine to fives where they're not able to, to, do, to, to think the way I think. So... Let's just say well, I'm married. My husband's paying the big bills, the you know, the mortgages, the cars, the insurances, all that type of stuff. I would even use my money because I'm I'm successful. I'm going to continue to be successful even when I'm married. I'm not going to stop working. That's just who I am. So I will use my money to to invest to invest in other things to create more money for our household. So yeah, I'm not paying mortgage, but I'm investing. I'm doing other other. Uh, other things to provide more resources for our home, our household as a unit. Um, but again, no, I'm not doing 50-50. Mm -hmm. Because I look at it like this, like, say, you know, you're married. Um, say I'm married and I'm doing 50-50, but, but my husband's walking around like he's the king, like the king of the fort. But how can you be the king of something? <laughs> no, for real, how can you be? You want me to respect you as the king, but... I'm paying half of the bills. Right. But you want me to respect you? No, right. it doesn't work like that. You know, or like you when it comes to numbers wise, 
Okay, you want me to do 50-50 of the bills, but I'm doing 100% of the household work. So really, yeah. take a step back, I'm doing 150%. Right. I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Right. I'm not doing 150%. <laughs> <laughs> and God say, well, what do you bring to the table? You know, or or you 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 just cooking and cleaning. But that's our role. We we all it, take a lot of time. Though. It takes a lot of time. It, it, Especially if she feeding you right. Feeding you right. And I love to cook. I'm a very great cook. I love to eat. I love good food. So trust me, I'm cooking great meals for us and the family. We're gonna have kids, all type of stuff. So <laughs> so that's a job in itself. It's like everybody has to play their role in in businesses and companies. There's a CEO. There's a CFO. You know. There's you know, managers, there's GMs, you know, so everybody has to play their role, but that's not my role. To pay the mortgage, it's not my role. <laughs> right. It's not. So I look at it like this, like, uh, if we stand together, I'm going to pay my own mortgage and I ain't never received no help. So it's like, I'm going to continue to pay it and vice versa. Right. I grew up with a lot of niggas, only their mama in sight and shit got taken care of. Yeah. So I'm like, shit, lady gonna pay all the damn bills and she gonna take care of the kids and she doing this by herself without no additional help. I mean, then it's like this too. You know, I stay in Atlanta. I don't talk to ugly women. <laughs> yeah. I talk, like, the women I talk to, they get flued out. You know what I'm okay. saying? And motherfuckers buy them shit. And so my thing is, I gotta come with some. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. that's a, I know, I know that's a deal breaker. You know what I'm saying? And then they be having, like, I don't really talk to folks that don't have their own shit when I meet them. So in the back of my mind, that's cheaper than what I had to go through if I don't do it, which is tricking off. Right. Either you're going to do that or you're tricking off. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Oh, you're going to trick off some way, somehow. I even, mean. Even if you it, ain't putting the money in the hand. It ain't you, tricking you, if you got you're her. you somebody else's hand. It ain't tricking if you got her. You know what I'm saying? Or you got it. You know what I'm saying? So what I mean by that is, it's an investment if the person is going to stick around and they benefit you. But it's like. If you just out here having fun, that shit get expensive. And it's like, rent ain't, like, I'm just really paying my rent. That's all, all right. I'm doing. Like, I'm not going to pay it. Like, so if I just met a chick, I ain't paying her rent. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I wouldn't be willing to pitch in if the chemistry was there. But I would never feel like it's my responsibility. But my house going to always be my responsibility. Exactly. And it's like, the same dudes it was in the comments, they said a lot about cheating. It's like, she going to cheat on you, nigga. You paying, you got to pay and have the rent. And she go to her friends. She like, she like, yeah, we doing good. We paying half the. I pay half the rent. Her home girl gonna say, really. And then like her home girl might be miserable as hell. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, she gonna still laugh. And it's like, I mean, my thing oh, is, like, yeah. my thing is, in a in in a world where you can you know go to roof crisp on friday or nobu on saturday and they getting flued out on friday i mean the next friday just because like they don't feel like yeah i'm not saying that's the type of woman i deal with what i'm saying is i live in atlanta you know what i'm saying and um it's competition out here like not you know so i at least cover my ground but at the same time i don't know what nobody do because if i was on the come up if I was looking for love at age 21, I probably would be on that 50-50. But as a 34-year-old yeah. grown-ass man, Thank you. I'm like, shit, I pay my rent. You know what I'm saying? It's different times. and But when I was 21, I wasn't looking for that, though. I was looking for some money. And, right. you know, that's why a lot of my friends, they don't have money, but they got kids. Mm -hmm. So, shit, they was chasing pussy. And look where they chasing got them. money. Yeah, <laughs> they got it. They Job got it. Before and beating on the door. But um yeah. But no, I agree though. Um, like I said, 
how you say, you know, even if you wasn't you wasn't dating that person, you would still or you wasn't married, you still gotta pay your own rent. So I don't yeah, see yeah. what's the difference. Like everybody in the comments talking about, you know, oh, we, this is twenty twenty three. We doing fifty fifty and and you know we we're not doing. They that. was killing it. You, you, they kept saying inflation. They kept saying that right. That's no. I'm excuse. like, she's a fucking financial person. She know what the word inflation means now. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you know. That is not an excuse. All that's telling me is and you're lazy. The, the and chicks, you don't want to be a man. You want to be the woman. The, you yeah. want to be taken care of at this point. Like, you want to cook and clean? Is that what you're trying to do? Mm -hmm. You, you want to be the one at home cooking and cleaning and... Getting their ass ate. Right. Getting their ass right, ate. And getting their <laughs> stuff beat up. Or do you want to be the they man? Girl, they girlfriend using props to... What? Put them up, like, that is <laughs> and then what I what I also noticed was a lot of the women that agreed were like the fives and the fours and the threes and the twos so and funny. the ones. Stop it. Stop. And I'm like shit. I'm like, of course ain't nobody gonna pay your rent. You a five. You're so funny. Don't do that. You a five. You don't do that. Uh-uh. <laughs> Nate, uh-uh, Nate gonna do it. Nate, I'm in a bind. Nate, they gonna come through for them fives now. But Nate gonna go broke after a while. Right. No, I'm just playing, but um, no, right. but no, you agree though. But I, I do think that does have a lot to do with it though. Looks, yeah, maybe too, or what you have going on. Like, are you? Because what I noticed too, like, you know, me, I'm single. Um, you know, I'm not in a committed relationship. And I notice guys, you know, who I may talk to or what have you, they see me, you know, as an entrepreneur, they see me doing it on my own. They see me grinding and asking for help. That makes them want to help me. That makes them want to do things. They have for no me. choice. Or like, give are, me money. If you are on like, your shit, <laughs> if you are on your shit, yeah. What you gonna say, my bad? No, you're good. If they, you are on just... your shit, I have no choice. But like, all right. So what I notice about average women, mm -hmm. they like to date men that make less than them. Why do you say that? Because the average person for the average person career, the girl can get a better job than the dude. And I'm just saying, all the dudes I know, they got pretty regular girlfriends, especially they pretty. Mm -hmm. The girls, like, they be telling me their stories. They be like, the girl, like, the girls be giving them money and shit. Like, I got homeboys. They be like, uh, I'm talking about regular. When I say regular, teachers and shit like that. Okay. He be like, they be telling the story, like, yeah, shit, I got to give her this 500 back. And I'm like, nigga, you, you, you got girls that give you fucking money? I wouldn't even accept it, let alone. <laughs> but, but she actually has it. She don't, like, and I be amazed, you know what I'm saying? It's like... Um, like t so, yeah, like the average nine to fiver, the girl gonna make more money than the dude. Mm -hmm. Like on some nine to five, we just yeah. went to college and got this job, and then like they like the dudes that they know when they get enough work, when they go on to work, how yeah. much they make. Yeah, control. Not even control, just insurance because anything better gonna cheat on them in their mind. But that's really mm. because they don't put the extra in to keeping. I don't know how all that worked with the cheaper. What I'm saying is insecurity. You know what I'm saying? After a while, they, it's normal. They want somebody normal. Like, they want somebody that don't mind if they got a fat fupa or some shit like that. Right. Or they don't mind somebody like, like, boy, please. You've you seen this before. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't mind. They want to do that don't mind that they don't get waxes or a shave. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, real talk now. Or, you know, and or the dude that don't mind that they got a dirty-ass car. Or a dirty house. A dirty house. Boy, style. You know I've been working all day and the dude can't get nobody better. Like, they want somebody that can't do better than them. You know what I'm saying? As opposed, like, so, like, me personally, like, I know it's people. It's, I know it's 
So I stepped my game up. Mm-hmm. Most people ain't finna put their game, step their game up. Like, you know what I'm saying? They they want somebody that's cool with them looking in the mirror and they see a gut. And it's right. like, they know a nigga like me ain't gonna accept it. So they be around, they they see me going to the gym and they got like a little gut. He don't like me. He go to the gym. Mm-hmm. He, go, he in the gym looking at bitches. It's like, bring your fat ass to the gym. Right. And I'll look at you. You know, it don't even, I go at six in the morning. Don't be no girls in there at six in the morning. Yeah. It be like, it be like, a, it's like a cartoon show. The same four, five niggas. And it's like this one chick. She like got like a super BBL. But it's like, su- it's so super. It's like <laughs> no. a joke. It's like, goddamn. Damn, you is hilarious. Like, it's like, it's like entertainment. It's like, damn, she gonna be on that elliptical for, for 30 minutes. <laughs> but it's like so outrageous. It's like, I feel like you touch it, your finger might snap. You know what I'm saying? So but which is nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like like I like it all. But what I'm saying is, some some shit do be too ridiculous. Yeah. Like which I still don't mind though. I get it though. You know what I'm saying? But it don't be no girls in there when I go. You know what I'm saying? I go yeah. the time they like sweaty men being there. It really the gay hours is like six pause. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is, six in the morning there be a bunch of men in there. It don't be like bad bitches. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So if you wanna catch some bad bitches, go three in the afternoon. No, go six in the morning. Right. Cause when the hard legs are in there. You so funny. But um, all right. So look, I wanted to say something too about that. Okay. Um, you know, now that you explain, you know, like the whole like insecurity factor behind you know choosing partners and stuff like that. I would agree. Um, like I said, I, I'm single. I've been single. Like, you know, I, I talk to, to, to men, you know, go on dates and stuff like that. But yeah. committing myself to someone right now, it's been a, a long time because, you know, I my standards are high. Not like <laughs> I want to marry Drake or anything. <laughs> hey, Drake. It's like, no, kidding. But, um, <laughs> but my standards are high to the, to the point to where it's like, I've always said, so you know how you, like, you have to watch your words, right? Be mindful of your words because words are spells. Mm-hmm. So I've always said, literally, my husband's going to be a millionaire. I've always said this out loud to people in public, in conversations. I've always said that. So I know I'm manifesting my millionaire husband. But, it's like, I'm not settling. You know, like, like you said, like, yeah. I don't want... Somebody who works a nine to five, no offense, unless they're like a, a CEO, CFO, you know, because don't get me wrong. There's people who work nine to fives in higher positions that make three, four, five hundred thousand. So mm-hmm. I'm not knocking nine to five. But if you're like on the lower end of the nine to five, no offense. I don't want you only because I know what I have to offer. I know what I'm looking for and where I'm going in life. And if you mm-hmm. can't take me there, we can't be we, I can't take it there. Mm-hmm. We could be cool, we could be friends, but that's just not something I see um, as as husband material. I I'm attracted to guys who take risks. Like honestly, that's that yeah. turns me on. Trappers take risks <laughs> and prosper. <laughs> you gonna take risks, but you have to prosper. Right. Don't that. take and don't take penitentiary type chances risks. I don't want a jailbird. Been there, done that. I'm not putting money in nobody's books. <laughs> I'm not putting money on the not phone. Not for too long. Maybe a weekend. That's I'm not. About it. I, I, and trust me, I've, I've had, I've been, I'd ride or die. I did two, two, two and a half years with a guy. I tried. He was on probation. No. No, I'm uh, just saying. He was, in pre- yeah, he was in jail. Yeah, but that's like being on probation. <laughs> right. I did. I stuck it off for two and a half years. Um, You know, he ended up, cause, and then I thought he was going to get life. So I had to 
take a step back. Thank God, you know, he did four years. He He's out now. He changed his life and everything. He's good. But, you know, I've been there, done that. I'm not doing jailbreak stuff. I'm not putting money in no books. I'm not answering no phone. I'm not doing no three ways. I'm not sending no packages. I'm not putting no 50 piece. No, I'm, I've been there, done that. I'm not doing it. So, <laughs> yes, uh, take risks, but not penitentiary risks, okay? Yeah. We're not not those type of risks, but yeah, but I'm attracted to entrepreneurs, men who take risks, men who think outside the outside the box, men who literally wake up every day, and 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 literally just walk in in their truth and put their best foot forward, not knowing what the outcome is going to be, but just knowing they're taking a chance to provide for themselves, their families, their children. That attracts me. Like like we were speaking earlier before we started about men like the loudest people in the room. I'm not attracted to that. I don't like the loudest guy in the room. I don't like the guys who, you know, a look over here type of guy. Like, I'm just so loud and look at me, show me attention because – when you're loud like that, you're trying to distract somebody from what's really going on. It's mm -hmm. like, hey, look over here because I don't want you to look over here. Mm -hmm. So I don't like that. I'm attracted to the the quiet guy in the back of the room who mm -hmm. like low key is fresh, but not too much. Mm -hmm. He don't really say too much. He's quiet. He's like, well, what's up with, with him in the back? Who is that guy? Mm -hmm. The silent leader. That's mm -hmm. the type of guy that attracts me. So We can hold that note for two seconds. Okay. I'll be right back. Are you using the bathroom? Yeah. Okay, can I use the bathroom too? Yeah. Okay, thank you. The guests and I, we both had a little too much Bel Air Rose. So earlier, man, we just kind of chopping it up about real estate. Um, talking about her her few um entrepreneurial adventures. And right now, man, we're just kind of talking about some personal things. I want you guys to know. Um just what's going on out here for you guys and want to know, you know, what you got to what you got to present yourself with in order to attract a good a good looking woman that's on her shit. You know, that's kind of what we're talking about now. For the most part, man, we just having we just having fun, man, having conversation. Make sure you guys like subscribe this content. Make sure you share these videos with a friend having real conversation. It's all for the culture. We want to push the culture forward. We want to inspire, want to motivate, want to educate. And, you know, we just want to be ourselves. A lot of times people feel like you got to become a, have a persona or, you know, do things a certain way in order to succeed. And uh, for the most part, man, we're just showing you guys a real side of business, real side of entrepreneurship. And showing you guys what it really looks like, man. Um, we still waiting on Vaughn. She going to probably be a minute. You know, girls, they take a little longer, um, you know, for their bathroom breaks than those men, so... Yeah, man. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. We just having a blast. And, um, you know, if you guys got any type of question, recommendations, or if you guys looking for me to have on a special guest, just let me know what you guys want to learn about next. We got you covered. Yeah, yeah we can go that way. Okay. Can you keep dropping my phone. You must want to. I dropped it. Yes, it's okay. It's my sister calling me. You. I think that's I'm what it was. I'm going to call her back.
What was your? Let me know your question. Uh, so my question was just to piggyback off the whole dating thing, right? Mm -hmm. So as a a man, entrepreneur, successful businessman, uh -huh. do you find it hard to date um, women who aren't entrepreneurs? Like your be honest, honest opinion. Be honest with you. Um, be honest. That's never the, that's never the issue. Well, as far as I don't, I wouldn't mind dating nine to five. It's just like I kind of told you before. They typically used to making more money than that guy, and knowing mm -hmm. it's like so. Every time I talk to a, a regular, like a regular girl, it's like a when I say regular, meaning they haven't dated an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I be feeling like um they get real turned off because like like they my schedule changes mm -hmm. or it's like mm -hmm. um my schedule or it's just like my availability is a little different or they don't. But they they'll try to hold me to the same standards as a regular dude. But right. it's like, why would you do that? Like, um, I remember one time, for instance, this girl was like, uh, she got all right. So I was like, let's just say I was doing a podcast, mm -hmm. and I thought we was gonna start at six thirty, end at seven thirty, but somehow it ended up ten o'clock. Mm -hmm. So I might have just kind of been like, my bad, we are gonna link up later. But she like turned off, like I lied to her about something. Like you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I wasn't. And my thing is, baby, do you want a nigga that's about some business or do you want the average Joe that's whatever you're dealing with? Right. And my thing is, like, baby, you see I'm working on something great. Shit happens. Traffic, conversations yeah. end up longer. But it's like, so you're going to trip on that because I don't have time to be. Or it's like, in the same time, you got to do a lot of impressing and as if they're the prize. Mm -hmm. I, they are the people are the prize. We are the prize. But my thing is. But. My thing is. It's like, baby girl, your lab boyfriend was a was a teacher. Nothing wrong with that. The other one worked at the warehouse. It's 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 things that they're not. It's it's thing it's it's things that go into this lifestyle. It's a little unorthodox, right? And it's like true. it just be kind of hard to vibe. But that's kind of what I be wanting as far as entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not easy to date no entrepreneur because um, like a lot of women there, like you said, that are that be, they really just make a lot of money. But they lifestyle entrepreneurs, they wake up, they write goals down, they set mm -hmm. goals, they network, they do all of these organic things that might not seem relevant to the average person, right. might not be attractive. But this is what goes into it. The average person be just like some a money maker, mm -hmm. and that type of shit throw me off. So say for instance, I attract a money maker. Normally they spend money. Most people get into this because they like to spend the money they make versus somebody that's saving their money, stacking it. Those type of conversation, yes. like like if I and then the type of way I live, preach. I'm a oh I'm a budgeter. Gosh. I'm a yes, budgeter. Yes, preach. You know what I'm saying? I'm on a shoestring. What the way I shop, especially the nature of my business, I'm a reseller. Mm -hmm. So the nature of my business is to buy low, sell high. So people really like it for you to buy a lot, buy high, and it's like. I never will go into the game trying to spend as much as I can. I'm always get a discount. I'm a savvy shopper. Yes. That type of shit turn a lot of women off. Like you go, like you show up, like you go to say, like say you go shopping. You tell a chick, "We're gonna go shopping." Say you go to Nordstrom Rack or Saks Fifth. That's a turn off. They trying to go to Neiman's or the real sex, and it's like, mm -hmm. it's like shit. I'm not finna spend three thousand on the bag. You ain't my wife. You know what I mean? This shit, and you know, I might get some shit that costs seven hundred. I might get mm -hmm. it for the four or the five. Right. And it might be designed, it be YSL or something like that. We ain't married now, so anything I give you should be appreciated. But they might trip because they used to buying themselves Fendi bags. You know what I'm saying? We call it two, three. Well, they might not understand why I don't like to spend my money. I don't like to spend it. I like it. As hard as it yes. was to make it, I enjoy spending it, but not as much as y'all do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather go black designer 
pop-up shop versus like the fucking sex. And they don't like that. You know what I'm saying? So for the instance, it'd be hard for me to date anybody, any damn body because honestly, like, then don't nobody respect it. Like, you might wake up at 4, 5 in the morning. Oh, preach. And then, like, and you done worked out and all that type of shit before they work out, before they wake up. It should be a turnoff. Like, work is not attractive. The drinks and the hookah, that's what they like. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The hookah stuff is crazy. And then, like, somebody like me, I'm not like a, I ain't no go out holic. I've been going out since I was like, I've been sneaking out the house in like 12, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't drink a lot. I drink a little here and there. Like, like the shit that they think is fun don't be fun to me. Like, you know what I mean? The stuff I like to do for fun be weird to them. Like, I like hiking. I like attending networking events because it's all a party. If I go to, like, y'all go into the club, I'm finna do the same shit as networking event. If we're gonna listen to music, we're gonna have a little fun. One of us might hit the shoulder lean one time. Mm -hmm. You know, we might have some food, drinks, and we gone. But it's like, because ain't no fake ass bottle models there, which I ain't tripping. Some of my best friends mm -hmm. are bottle models. But because it's like, ain't no hookah involved, like, it be weird. It's like, so, it's kind of like entrepreneurship. Big shit get weird from time to time. And I'm not the type, I'm not really good at making it look good. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Somebody see me, I'm working hard as hell. I'm writing down notes. I'm doing all the type of shit. That shit ain't cool. Zoned you know what I'm out. Half yeah. the time, you got an idea. Yeah. Like download, it just came across. Yeah. I'm like, might, why are you looking like that? I'm like, oh, my bad. Yeah. I'm having a conversation with my, you know, in my head with myself right now. Like, yeah. They think you weird. I might smoke a blunt and then get tired and then I'm telling somebody I'm guilty. Like, man, I'm guilty. They're like, it's just a, it's, it's just a blunt. No, I just put myself two steps behind. Mm -hmm. It's not cool. Or like, you might be doing something like, even with this podcast, for instance. Like, I remember one time, um, this chick, she called me like two days straight in a row. And I like, hold on, podcast. She was like, all right, well, call when you get done with your little podcast. Bitch, this ain't no little podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to make a million off of this thing. Right. I know people that's making millions, hundreds of thousands. My life will change. Yes. Man, kick rocks. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like, I don't be having patience for it. Then it be like, it be the smallest things. Like, um, like a lot of women, they wake you up, try to give you a headache. Like, it might be something you forgot to do. Like, you might have forgot to open the door or something last night, and they, they might text you mad or something. It's like, I had, look, as an entrepreneur, I'm a, I'm a boss. I have people that depend on me. I have to distribute money to different contractors and yeah. stuff like that. I do not have the time to be in a bad mood. I have to be on my best behavior. I have to feel good. I have to smell good, and I have to look yeah. good on a consistent basis. Yes. It's not a damn thing that I'm going to let you do to stop that because it's people that depend on me, and I got money, and I got to depend on myself. So can we chat about this later? They don't like the indifference. It's like, I'm not finna pussyfoot with you. I'm not finna go back and forth with you. And and I be cool. I have a lot of fun by myself. It's just like, at the end of the day, it's just like, I don't, I count my losses too. If we was kicking it for a cool month, I don't give a damn how much I spent or how much fun we had. Shit, if I see this prohibiting me from slowing me down from my goals, I just fall back, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it could be anything. If I like, damn, this person go out four days a week, spots that cost two, three hundred. All right, shit. If I kick it with this person for six months, I'm gonna end up broke. Not necessarily in six months, but I'm gonna feel broke in six months. And then it's like some people you like, shit. If I if it take all this to impress this person, I'm gonna fail eventually. I'm gonna fall up short. You know what I'm saying? And then I just I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So uh. 
So like I guess what going back to what I'm saying, um, um, I be honest, I think I would prefer like a nine to five because they manage their money better. They go on trips and spend their own money. They be mm -hmm. more independent. They just need a real nigga to pipe them up. But at the same time, it's kind of hard because they be intimidated. So I just go with the flow, man. Like, like trust issues. Yeah. Um, trust issues for sure. I remember, um, like I said, I was talking to this guy and. You know, as a business owner, you're your walking brand. You have to talk to people. Yeah. You have to talk to people. And right? some of those people might have way more money than you. And it's all cool as long as yes. you got your bag. It, exactly. And so, like, you know, me. Um, and, you know, I know I'm a good-looking, you know, female. So, when people, guys, or anybody stop and look at me, that's my opportunity. Boom. Hey, how you doing? My name is Vaughn. <laughs> no, seriously. Got the cards ready. I have a cleaning company. Um, we do Airbnb. We do yeah. residential, small commercial cleaning. I'm also a realtor. You looking to buy or sell? You know, that's my moment. Because, <laughs> like, you're locked in. You're looking at me, you know? So this is my moment yeah. to, boom, get you. Pass out a card. You know, uh, maybe follow Instagrams and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I was doing that. I'm on the phone, you know, with the guy. And I'm like, this, I see these guys looking at me, of course. And they're like, oh, you know, she's pretty. It's my opportunity, but I'm on the phone. I said, hold on for one second. Hey, how you doing? My name is Vaughn. I get back to the phone. He didn't hung up. He immediately, instantly was mad because I'm talking to people. And I had to let him know, like, hey, this is what I do. I have to talk to people to make money. There's no way around it. I have to talk to strangers. I have to put myself out there. I have to be nice and pass out my card and my information exchange Instagram. This is what I have to do to make money. I'm not clocking in at nobody's job. So I have to talk to people. Some men who are, you know, get intimidated. They don't understand it. Mm -hmm. They don't understand the entrepreneur, you know, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, or even or even they may be entrepreneurs themselves, but they might not understand having a woman yeah. nah, that, nah, that has to put themselves out there on a daily basis. Yeah. And you have to trust that she is just doing business. She's not yeah. trying to um, be intimate with this guy or get to know him on a personal level. She's just trying to make some money. Yeah, I will say this now. So, like... The cool thing about an entrepreneur is she hustle. Not necessarily a bad thing, but they could be as a hustler as a nigga. So it's just like, yeah, I just got to com compromise. But I know me, if I was on the phone and a chick was on the phone, I, I just text. We'll text. You know what I'm saying? Or like, uh, or I'd just be like, uh, put me on mute. So I don't hear it. But it's like, nigga, you... Now he immediately hung up the phone as soon as he was That's like, like hey, some how you sensitive doing? ass. It was very insecure. This person was an entrepreneur as well. Made um, way more money than me. Way I've seen mean bank that. statements literally that shit don't mean literally that. bringing in fifty to sixty K a month. And you mad at me because I have to Hey, how you doing? My name is Vaughn. I seen you looking at me. Um, I have a business. You know, maybe you'd be interested in giving me your money, you know. Um but also, too, I think, like I said, even like, you know, having a guy that is an entrepreneur, I think for me is more my style because think about like your average day. You know, you're not going to be able to get on that phone and, and, and pillow talk all day. You, you are, yeah. for real, look at you now. Like you making yeah. moves at all times. Yeah. You can't pillow talk. So it's like my ideal, you know, person would be somebody who's an entrepreneur that we go 
we wake up, we go our day, we do what we do, and we come back. How was your day? Let me tell you what happened to me. Man, crazy. I was dealing with one of my customers, my clients. You know, we can bond off of, you know, how our day was and, you know, the struggles of, of, of making it, of, mm-hmm. you know, of trying to be an entrepreneur or, or what have you. And that's, to me, that's a bonding thing. Other than, like, yeah. he's like, well, well, I called you on my lunch break. You didn't call me back. Because, nigga, I'm working. That's a job, nigga. You trying to give me a job? Jesus what you gonna pay Christ. Me? You gonna pay me to answer this phone, nigga? Right. I text you. You ain't text me back. And sometimes, like, I get so drained. Let me tell you, like. You don't need like, that. Sometimes I go to bed at 8, 8 9 o'clock. Bro, you be a custom motherfucker out. Like, yes. Bro, I work as hard as I can. I'm the best version of myself. Yes. It's really what the fuck more do you want? You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Yeah, nah, that should be crazy. Not, and then, it, but I'm gonna tell you what's weird about that. I'm gonna tell you what I hate about that. Those same people, like they might need an hour to text you back, but as soon as you got five minutes, you don't text them back. Like they might send you a question mark to follow right. up. Like, bro, what the fuck? Like, I know you see me. I'm yeah, definitely not I gonna, did, I'm not gonna text back now. I thought we had an understanding, right. nigga. I thought we had an understanding. And with the work I do, I work with both my hands. So, no, I'm not texting back. I work with both my brains. My left <laughs> and my right brain, nigga. Right. Oh, um, man. I was thinking, too, when I was in the bathroom, I was like, man, we were talking about relationships and entrepreneurship and okay. stuff. You have the platform. It'll be dope if you had, like, a entrepreneurship speed dating type of forum. Oh, like, that would be dope. Because you know a lot of entrepreneurs, successful uh-huh. people, men, women, and sometimes it's difficult, difficult for us to date. Yeah. So, you know. It'd be dope if you started something like that, because I would definitely would. I definitely consider it. Let me ask this. Um, How much, or is there a a certain amount that a dude should spend on the third date? So, I ain't one of those people, when the check comes, (laughs) I'm going to peek at it. I ain't going to look at it, because my mom said, you know, don't, whoever grab, reaches for the check first is paying. But I'm going to peek at it, and I'm going to see how much you tips. But um, normally, okay. normally dates like if we're going to a restaurant, typical restaurant date, uh, the tab's gonna be easily, easily two hundred minimum. Because okay. me, I like I like to drink, you know. Okay. You know when I'm out, and I'm the type of person I'm not gonna keep asking for a drink off the top. I'm gonna get a double. Yeah. So, and then when you come back, I'm gonna get another double. You know. And so I like appetizer. I'm gonna get appetizer. You know, I'm gonna get you know full course, all that good stuff. So, um, I mean, probably two hundred dollars minimum on a food date. Okay, may I ask you a question? Um, would you allow the first date to be a vacation date? Meaning, your first date, your first time meeting this person in person. Mm-hmm. And we could say something like, we ain't got to say Mexico, something crazy. It was like a trip in Miami. Would you do that or would you make them at least meet you in person and you fill them out before you did it? And I'm talking about like like a regular person. I ain't talking about like you got invited to BET Red Carpet. With Drake? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> like a celeb. Drake. No, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> He's so silly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So... I, if you see my DMs on my page, you'd be like, whoa. So I've had plenty uh, I... of men say, let me fly you out, all that good stuff. I just, me personally, do not feel safe. 
if I've never met you before in person, we've never hung out, and you live abroad or if you live across the nation, no, I'm not meeting you in Miami or Vegas or Mexico or Egypt or Bali. I'm not meeting you on a first first meeting basis because I just, I just don't feel safe. I don't, so no. Yeah, okay. Right, let me see what we had. Really, these guys in my DM right now, like, how come, you know, inviting me, he, and he travels a lot. Literally offer to pay for everything and, and do all these things. I told him no. And I said, the only way I would ever come and, you know, fly out to meet you is if I'm bringing a friend. Because mm -hmm. I don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm not that desperate for vacation where I'm going to meet a guy I don't even know. <laughs> ain't that serious, though. I mean, um... I feel like shit, if you, people, I don't know, some people let a good time ruin their standards and it's just like, it's like technically you a vacation whore. If, you know what I'm saying? If you let somebody that you don't even rock with, if you willing to take a trip with the dude that you can't post, I ain't saying ain't post, I mean can't post. Can't post meaning like what, they have a wife? No, they they're old as fuck, they're, 50, oh, they're oh. 75 years old and... It would tarnish your, it would hurt your brand mm -hmm. if you if you post them. Not that, but more it would hurt your brand. It's like, bro, you do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like you like, like, you do anything. You know what I'm saying? I get it sometimes because mm -hmm. it's hard. It's the offers that people can't refuse. But I just feel like that because you ain't got your weight up and got a motherfucker your age that you like that mm -hmm. can do the same thing. You know what right. I'm saying? Like yeah. Uh, I was gonna say uh. What's your love language? So my love language, I love... So there's two parts to love languages. There's giving and receiving, right? Uh -huh. So as far as giving... I mean, as far as receiving, I love gifts. Okay. I love... And it don't have to be, oh, let me get a, a bus down, Roly. No, I love gifts like that says, I was thinking about you. Or I remember that you did like this. Or you mentioned this. And I got it for you. So it could be flowers. It could be you know, perfume, it could be a bag. I mean, it could be anything, but I love gifts. Um, and I love, uh, what's the term when you, I guess terms of endearment. I don't know if that's a love language, but like when a man will <coughs> say things like, no, you good. <laughs> oh my God. I love when a man, you know, I guess terms of endearment. So, you know, saying, you know, I love you or just saying like, you know, you're just so beautiful. Like, or, you know, like you just, just saying really nice, sweet things to me. That really gets me. Um, that and like, like I said, gifts, random gifts. Now, uh, when it comes to giving, my love language is um, acts of service and gift giving. So if I really like you, like I've only probably bought a man something maybe like twice in my life i would say three times in my whole life because i really like that person really i don't buy guys gifts i'm sorry i'm stingy i'm selfish whatever i'm not gonna buy you nothing but if i really 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 like you i'm gonna buy you something and that's me <coughs> showing that i really like you and i care about you um because i'm willing to give up my hard-earned cash for you so i'll buy gifts and i'll do stuff for you like I said, I'm a service person, so acts of service. So if I come to your house, most men aren't as 
clean as women or aren't as organized as women. So if I'm at your house, I'm going to just clean your bathroom. Because most of the times it'd be a man's bathroom or be <laughs> for real. <laughs> or it'd be his bathroom, his closet, or his kitchen. Yeah. That's it. Um, so I'm at your house, I'm going to just start cleaning up. Cause that's what I like to do, and I know that hey, you, you may need a little cleaning. You know, toilet got some pee underneath the seat. Let me go ahead and get that. <laughs> after smell I, it a bit. Right after I use the bathroom, I'm gonna go ahead and wipe it up for you. You've been taking risks and prospering. Right. You've been trapping. Right. So, so, so yeah. So I'll clean up your house. Literally, mm. just randomly. If if I'm like we in the kitchen, um, you know, like for I'll give you an example. You know, you know, the house wasn't dirty, but you know, some dishes in the sink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I know he's a clean guy, but he had some dishes in the sink. You know, countertop, whatever. So I'm in there. I, I just, I said, look, I said, I just can't keep walking past this this sink like this. Mm-hmm. So I just start washing the dishes, putting them up, mm-hmm. um, wiping off the counter, wiping off the chairs, sweeping the floor. Nothing too crazy because you need it. Is you know, and I like, and I, I don't mind doing it. I'll do it for you because I like to clean. I love to clean, and mm, you know, clean house solutions. Clean house solutions, and <laughs> um, you know, that's just showing me that I really care about you and I care for you. I'm gonna mm. do this for you. So, acts of service, gift giving is my um, love language when it comes to giving. So, before we close it up, you got anything, any knowledge you want to spare, anything you want to just kind of share with the audience? Yeah. So a couple of things I want to share with you all. Anybody who's looking to become successful, no matter what you're doing, what area, what business you're in, consistency is key. Um, be consistent. Do something that you are good at naturally. Whatever you, whatever talents God has given you, your skills, your gifts, use that and create a business out of that. Because one thing I know for certain, God will provide, he will bring you the clients. He will bring you the business. He will give you the knowledge and the opportunities. They will literally fall out the sky. As long as, as if you are walking with conviction, you're putting your best foot forward, you're not being lazy, you're being positive and you have, and you know that it will all work out. Um, you have that faith in God, the universe, or whatever that you believe in, you will be successful. Another thing, do not rush your timing. Don't ever, ever, ever compare your accomplishments to other people because comparison is the thief to joy. Literally, don't ever compare other people to where you are now. You don't know what, you don't know other people's journeys. So, um, never compare always be positive always show gratitude and always do the right thing don't try to cheat people don't lie don't steal don't take people's money don't intentionally do things that you know are not right because it will all come back to full circle trust me do right by people and they will do right by you that's all i gotta say that was a lot man you guys um that was was pretty dope I'm motivated. I'm very inspired. Yes. Um, <coughs> all right. So one more time, let the people know where they can find you at. <coughs> so you can follow me on Instagram at Vaughn the Realtor. That's V-O-N-N-E underscore the T-H-E underscore Realtor. R-E-A-L-T-O-R. Same thing for Facebook, Vaughn the Realtor. You can go to my website, Vaughn Washington at MetroBrokers.com. Mm. 
Find right. me there. This has been another episode of Multiple Streams by any means. Remember, good things go to those that hustle.